The Rise and Grind Morning Show is on. 419 The Grind. I don't think that it's me 
about a thousand times. Every red flag you show me is flying high. Yeah, work at CEO, ET, 
Frisco. Just lift a finger, bitches like, ooh, watch it glow. Call baddie like a willy, smelling like a cash stimmy. If niggas say it's smoke, I'm sliding down the old gym. Now I ain't playing, bitch, really. Nah, 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 nah. A nigga too cheeky. Fuck a mean, you are really grand slam to dick. I know you ain't a boss, cause your bitch be too friendly. I got a question. What's with the capping nowadays? All you preach about is money. Bitch, I'm stuck in my way. Splashing that real paper and some matrix of shame. Cut from a different cloth. We cut the nets at the game. Lost some friends and gained endeavors. No handouts, my own investors. Strip club, we bring umbrellas. Happy places under pressure. With the dogs like I'm Cruella. Money talk, I'm serving lectures. Shame my name to Sasquatch. Cause I'm a big stepper. Oh, Swish. Bitch, that's all rich. Shoes, red bottoms. Bills, all clicks. Pass the vaccine. Niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit. Show up and they all on D. Too much fraud shit. Can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow talk. And you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick. Now watch the style strip. Done lost so many homies in the past year. That chillin' be humble shit so last year. Pop my shit, bet I talk it. A nigga took a hell, it was lessons never lost. Church. Never trust a soul, cause they ain't make it twin coffee. Church. And don't believe a bitch to say the shit don't do the soft. And then it's happy, steady flossy, extra salty. Ooh, they lost it. Just squeezing up behind us, wiping feet up, kissing off. Hey, who you think you is? Crunch time, little with the step back. This guy's playing, fuck boys, gotta accept that. All these gold links, they think I'm Cuban. Head on a swivel, every circle got a juice. Pull my shit and y'all can scoop it. MVP for most improvement. Draft night, how y'all be choosing? Hey, yo, Lane, check dig, man. I was just sitting back reminiscing, man, you know what I'm saying? The vibe and on how things used to be, you dig? Like when we was youngsters, you know what I'm saying? That OSD and used to rock. St. Angela's show, you know? We're choosing used to Listen, I remember back in the day when I was a child Doing bad, mama used to take us to eat at Hot and Nile Very convenient, the food was good and plus it was cheap Creeping off the block to go swimming at Willie's every week Dirt courts and just about every backyard hooping on crates Sneaking jars out the house trying to catch lightning bugs and snakes The good old days when penny candy really used to cost a penny Ice cream truck had ice cream on it, you could buy for ten pennies Pipping your bike out with chrome caps, reflectors and mirrors The hood used to be a village back when the neighbors cared It was less snitching, more females carried themselves like women I wish I could go back and visit, cause I miss the old Toledo It ain't got that same vibe, it got no more to put it, you know? Yeah, okay. I feel where you're going, CJ. Okay, man. Your boy Bobcat, man, just 
reminiscing, check this. Where hustlers used to do, they throw it out, shit, yeah. I'm just reminiscing about the old days. And now, I don't go far back as the OJs. Lane, look, I'm talking late 80s, early 90s. On all burn up at Peach Rose is where you can find me. I was screaming crossroads for the love of the dope. 16 double O into the world blow. When Indo and Joint Mob had a lock on the South. And Arden Coleman had you scared to come out of your house. Around the time when Magic Wand found out he was Plera. And Ray Stone was so fly, yeah, that was the era. Philly and Philly and all was rapping for Out Hill. That Scott and Libby gang could damn near get a nigga killed. When North Town was bumping, South Vic was slumping. Follow the light, lightning rod had every club jumping. I give her all my legs, two shoulders and the two. To see Toledo how it was in my youth. Man, I miss the old Toledo. Friday Junior. Transitions just for driving or get the Dwayne Wade. <laughs> you know, remember like Dwayne Wade? A different oh, world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flip yeah. Up, yeah. Flip up one. Am I showing my age? Oh, okay. No, I mean, no, because we promised no, our age. Yeah, no, right. how old are you? I was like 34. Okay, well, I'm not there yet, but I'm close to it. I'm trying to hold on to this 31 like this. 30. What I would do to be 34 again? Embrace hold on to this 31. Them little six years mean a whole little lot. Almost 10 years for me. 
Uh, you no, see me holding on. I don't want to be 32. Yeah, we all want to be grown at one point. Now we're like, right. I, I swear. <laughs> Get a few years back. I try right. and tell my kids that all the time. Yeah, it ain't cracked up to what it's what it's what it act like. Well, you right. enjoy mama like, paying these bills, huh? Listen, because you on your own. You do not. I don't know if these kids think when you turn eighteen, you come with a care package, like you just get a car and apartment. Like I know, right? That's not how that works. Okay, and my parents didn't up. give me that, so just right. imagine if you don't got mm-hmm. nobody to give it to you. Right? Mm-mm, it's an extra grind early. Mm-hmm. Wait to be grown. Sleep on my friend's couch. Oh, I'm gonna tell her something, huh? Right, yeah. <laughs> then you're like, damn, I'm gonna go back home mm-hmm. to my bed and warm cook meal. Think you heard your mama feeling? Like, You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, how was my uh, track meet yesterday? I didn't go. Oh. I had to work. I forgot. Shannon had a show last night, oh. so I didn't make it. Well, so you could have went down the hot box. I know, right? Hot we box. went down there for the first time. Shout out to our girl Keitha. Hot box. You like it? Down there? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I was sitting at the bar. It did, it did bring back so many memories. Like, dang. When I was out there for a lot of I said, so many people get knocked out in this building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said, some people hit the blueprint floor. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but Shannon had a good show last night with Nate Hicks. Great um, show. It oh. did for that first part that I tuned in. I'm like, this live? Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. this shit did. Mm-hmm. They were trying to vibe. Shannon always trying to bring something yeah. new. Make me step my game up. Uh-oh. I need But you know what needs to step up? What's the that? weather. The temperature shit. It's currently. <laughs> right? You see how we both I was listening to Cold Summer on the way here. <laughs> like bird. It's be a cold summer. <laughs> it's Shingo. currently 46 degrees. It is saying we're going to get a high of 66. It is showing that we're going to be, um, the sun is going to be out. So by 1 p.m., it's going to be partly cloudy starting from 2 p.m. to the rest of the evening. So we're going to see what that 66 hit like. If the wind ain't cold, it can be cool. It's yeah. going to be 66 today? Yeah, that's what it's oh, saying. Sunny? It's going to be sunny? Yeah, until 2 o'clock. Oh. Then it'll be partly cloudy. Oh, um, and then tomorrow it's saying it's going to be 68 and sunny all day long. So hopefully we can get some nice weather. Yes. On Friday, huh? On Friday. Uh, traffic was clear for me. I didn't see any new reoccurring um, accidents that or new traffic stops. Besides okay. the traffic was pretty empty. I don't think people want to drive with uh, with gas prices going up. Nah. Listen, I didn't know it was that serious. Oh yeah, I saw I people seen this person get into a fight in Florida. This really? lady was trying to cut in fr- was trying to cut in front of him, knowing it's a whole long line of everybody else in there. She go up to his window, cuss his cusses him out. And she trying to cut in front of him, spits on him. Mm. He get out the car, spit on her, and just mugged her down to the ground. Got her phone, threw it across the highway. Like, really? You trying to? You how you mad at him that you trying to cut? Right. And then you spit on him. That is some, well, that'll make you lose your mind if somebody spit on you. Listen, that's and if it land on your face, <laughs> if like, it land on you, and then you gotta feel it smear, uh, I right, couldn't imagine. Not, like, it's, like it's a different. Uh, in jail. I felt it. Like it's a difference between talking and like a little spit. Yeah, it's, that, it's still nasty. It it's still nasty, but, but when somebody go all up and projects it out, oh my god, just the sound alone. I just shivered on the inside. Like all I see myself is grabbing the neck until me. you can't even let go. Like you spit on me. That's why like, I'm going to jail. I could be a slave. I'm going to jail. <laughs> God knew he was doing. That's the most the most disrespect. Uh, period. To blow something out of your mouth onto somebody. And then it face. connects. Uh, and it ain't all the way left your lips. Oh. In the age of COVID. 
Oh, and oh it's my God, it's yeah. out too. Oh, move around. You know, so many rules have changed because COVID. Like I said, you can't even have somebody blow out the candles on their birthday cake. It's right. just like well, I just saw oh. something that said that the mask mandate was supposed to be over on June second. On June 2nd. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. I just heard about that. For everybody? everybody, but wait, we gotta wait. We gotta hit the button because that's gonna hit into the topics. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Because that's going to all align. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prize is coming with that. Yeah, we are. Before we jump into the topics, who got their tickets for next to blow? Yeah, what's up? Y'all need to get your tickets for next to blow. You bring your wifey, right? You got to get a ticket. You got to get two. I was just looking at two. I do. You're right. You're right. Three. So it's four. Smart women. You and wifey, double date. We letting you know now. We're going to let you know before you get about the bill. Pull your $20 out, and we got two tickets for you. Well, if you got cash out, we accept that. We, can, well. we accept that, too. And then, or y'all can come kick it with me. I'll be in VIP. Now, those tickets are $20. Uh, yeah. It's $20 I'll, to talk to Shay. Yes. Oh, oh you a VIP type person? Oh, oh, okay. oh okay. all right. Okay. I like that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. all right. Okay. <laughs> $40. It's a hot 40. Walter Ray got tickets. He came up and got a slew of tickets, so yes. y'all can hit up Walter Ray. Yes, Walter Ray got make some. sure Shan- y'all are out Shannon there. Shannon McIntyre got yeah. some. Shannon yes. Don't act like it ain't no way to get no ticket. Hit me up. Yeah. Huh? May 23rd. May Sunday, 23rd. May 23rd. We're going to have a clip plan for you. You'll be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a promo and everything. Make arrangements. Yeah. Are you definitely in VIP, Rodney? Okay, come Who's get these tickets. That? Who said that? Bungalow. Oh, Bungalow? Oh, yeah. He, he, oh, that's Bungalow? Oh, that's yeah. my boy. I don't know your real name. I ain't know that was the government. <laughs> <laughs> Come through. Exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors. Hotbox. Hotbox. Mustard. TNT. Yep. Essential Vibes. Uh-huh. Oh, Aldo, you got to say Hotbox, too. Hotbox. <laughs> let's, let's try it again. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't repeat. No, you don't repeat the whole thing. You just Hotbox. <laughs> just so say, hot, start uh, over. Okay. Hotbox. Hotbox. Mustard. ENT. Uh-huh. Essential Vibes. Yep. Lance Self. Yes, sir. J. Rush Jenny. Uh-huh. Miss Sasha Denise. You supposed to say Sasha. Sasha. Right. I'm supposed to say Sasha? No, uh, Andre. Uh, Andre. Sasha. There you go. Sasha. No, you, that was real dry. Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> Sasha. He got his little John B on, didn't he? Say it that, that way. Got that crooner voice. Yeah. And shout out to Sasha shooting that video out of California. Yeah. Yeah. Real and she's going to be at the next to blow what? to perform. Blow. Yes. Uh, let's get on back into Pastor Rhea, Greater New Solomon Church. Amen. The Social Butterfly. Hey, Miss Carter. Uh, Mr. Kendall Harvey Sr. Yeah. The Able Project. Yes. And the Hype Project. Hype, Hype. Organization. Organization. Hype mm-hmm. Organization. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't five major. I've been saying all different things. Organization. organization. Hype Organization. Yes. And Miss Kid Creation. You can get fat and loose away at the same time. Hey. If you'd like to be a sponsor here at the Rise and Grind Morning Show, hit us up at Rise and, and grind. grind at the419grind.com and you can become a sponsor just like Bet. <laughs> <Time>. <laughs> uh, shout out to our uh, our, our grinders. grinders. Grinders, who we got? There's uh, oh, we got David. David, I know you coming to next to blow. David Critchley, I know you coming. We need to get David Critchley on the next next to blow lineup at least Ooh. one of these times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to perform? You want to dance? dance? I want to hear Heart Attack Live. Yes, and I want to have my dress on blowing in the wind when we have fans. <laughs> And I have my wet and wavy out. You get real excited what? when David comes around. I ain't gonna say nothing up. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing I just nothing see up. myself in that video. I'm just waiting for that. Nicholas Harper, what's up? That's a new name. Yeah, cut that down. Yeah. <laughs> Myron, we always yeah, funny. What are you talking on, about? Uh, Especially it's, it's Friday Junior. extra funny, funny this morning. It's Friday Junior. We always clown on Thursdays yeah. and Fridays. I love, I love Thursdays. For some I got a little Thanks Pepsi in my cup. Thanks for Thursdays. Listen to what is that? 
Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, Trace yeah. of a new generation. And you know he got that ice machine, so what? I can't wait to go to break the pussy. How that scooper been doing? I, you know it's so funny because I'm scared to touch your ice. You should be because if I forget to put the scooper, <laughs> if I forget to put the scooper back, I don't want those consequences and repercussions. You don't. You you don't. What's the repercussions Monday. though? Because I was the one that left the scooper out. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, left scooper in the ice machine. But what? you, you the creator of the show, so he got to tread lightly. That's true. We on the same path, so me and Big Bro, we can go head to head. Oh, no, but he, he know he I get on his know. neck, so don't come at me too he hard. He still know about the scoop. <laughs> you laid the law down. It's a, it's a, it's a position for the scoop right next to the ice machine. It wasn't one before though. It wasn't. You created that after I left it in the. In the that ice was the machine. consequence of you doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> I tread it lightly. You, I'm set, gonna come you set the example. Right. <laughs> he made an example out of you. Put some structure in place. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you put yeah. it down early, they ain't catch on. Yeah, they catch on. And you want to know what's so funny? And I couldn't believe that Ace did this. I was yelling at Cheyenne yesterday, right? right. So he wanted something. I told him if he didn't finish eating his chicken, he can't get the iPad. So Shania was upstairs. So he goes and tell her, this is my four-year-old. He goes and tell the 12-year-old, go down there and get, get the iPad. And she was like, did you finish your plate? He was like, I don't know. Mama yelling and I ain't got time for that. I was like, when she came down, I said, he did not. And she came back down. I said, what you say? He said, I don't got time for that. I said, boy, at four years old, he hard listening. He ain't trying to hear that <laughs> he at all. Wow. Uh-uh. Ace don't like chicken? He was acting funny. He always want, see, now the early stage, the certain seasoning, he want to act like it's hot. So he need a drink of water after every time he bite. Boy, that's good seasoning. Wait. This ain't that nasty, bland stuff you eat at school. Mm. People don't uh, People don't act funny with my chicken. You know what? Uh, he, he eats my chicken. You know, right, no we going to see. We're going to see. Listen, did you see the picture of my chicken? What picture? Oh, you posted it? Mm, I posted it on Instagram. <laughs> you know I love Instagram. Let me see. And Ace didn't want that? No, that's, that I made him flavorful. plain. Because oh. that was kind of, this was kind of that hot. That looks flavorful. Lemon pepper, garlic mm. parm. Mm. I'm going to make y'all some. It looks like it's bursting. It's got a dry rub. But, but look, no, don't be trying to figure out something. <laughs> oh, Put it on the screen. Can I, 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 I ain't using no dry rub. It, I ain't got dry rub now. See? He just trying to trying to I'm see using, what my recipe I'm is. I'm using a marinade. Dry rub versus marinade, world star. Oh wait, you want it? I sent it to you. You sent it to my phone. Yeah, my airdrop didn't pop up. Everybody told, they told it we might have to just do like a little wings. Down. No, we are doing it. They I'm serious. The, I'm gonna set the bar. They, they want some of the wings. In it. Listen, Dominique Johnson, I'm ready for wings. Look at them, y'all. Lemon mm. pepper, garlic parm. You enjoy cooking? You cook regularly? <laughs> what you say? My man over there. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you ain't bring the rest? Sometimes I do get into the mood where I like the music playing and stuff, and I like to cook, and then sometimes I go on the weekend and I cook it all. My 12-year-old. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. The, music, the music is the chicken bubbling in that Drinking grease. my wine. You know what I mean? That was that. oven. That was oven. Science. I didn't fry that. Oh. That was oven only. I like that. Oh, that was oven? Oven only. Mm, yes. yes. I don't fry. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. They say fried food make your hair fall out. Do it. I'm already. Oh, I'm. <laughs> you see my long my hair is. No, but that is. Back yes, that was oven made, and then we went to reheat it, put it in the air fryer. Oh, mm, okay. I'm gonna have y'all. Y'all gonna be in love. Y'all gonna we'll be in love. We'll we'll Clyde we'll talking all kind of junk. I'm here for it. You ready for these trending topics? I'm ready. Let's go. Don't talk. Just listen. Shh. It's trending topics in Toledo on the Rise and Grind Morning Show. Uh, uh, y'all miss me with the bars? Y'all need a sample? Hey, yo. Uh-oh. Uh, uh. 
to the beat, y'all. Fly said, chicken wings and fries. Guess what? We here at nine. Oh. Lemon pepper. Yeah, they taste real zingy. <laughs> Guess what? I'm about to be real blingy. Once hey. that pee hit my bank account. Guess what? I don't even know if I'm going to get the full amount. But I'm going to try to apply. <laughs> the feds coming to your house. <laughs> and they coming to take you out. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Y'all better get me out. <laughs> Ohio Innocence Program. Get shaking. <laughs> I I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll be innocent at that point. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get on. Yeah. Dang, I told all my stuff they're going to yeah. go back on. <laughs> well, There's evidence on the Rising Grind Morning Show on the I day I said of... I wanted to apply. I didn't oh, say okay. I did. <laughs> well, if anybody is willing to share their PPP, um, my cash app is dollar sign, da 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 <laughs> Don't send me no funds receiving stolen property. Well, guess what? You <laughs> might say, listen, y'all might say, forget a PPP because you might get a million dollars. In Ohio. Listen, mm, mm, y'all, mm. is y'all up for the million dollars? Mm, mm, mm. Ohio is pushing a vaccination to its residents at a real high stake. Gets the vaccine in Ohio, you can become a millionaire. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced that the entry at $1 million lottery will be an incentive if you get vaccinated in this state. The lottery is only open to adults. However, any teenager in the age between 12 and 17 who gets vac- vaccinated will be entered into a separate raffle and they will get a full ride scholarship. DeWine, a Republican, After said that. only people who have gotten the vaccine vaccine will be eligible to win $100, I mean $1 million bag, which will be paid by federal federal coronavirus funds. Um, This sounds like a movie. Ohio, and we're the star. It all the stuff they want you to do. Like all the stuff they want you to do. They never gave you a million dollars to vote. They never gave, they gave you a million dollars for the flu vaccine. They don't give you a million dollars mm. for pushing out babies. They don't give you a million no. dollars for waking up in the morning. For going to work. Work. No tax refund. No, no stimulus. just regular. They just give you a million in the stimulus for being a good Samaritan. But if you get this shot, if you get the shot, ain't that, that sound like a movie? Ain't that crazy? Goosebumps, man. Ain't that you might crazy? Not, you might not even... Now, now it's going to be like tons of people lined up running to get the vaccine. And the mass lift is will be lifted June second. So what is what's the what's the uh, the, the uh, stipulations for that? The, for the not wearing the mask. Yeah, well, like do you have you to get have the win a million dollars? So if you get the vaccine, you can uh, the mask will be lifted. It says or? Ohio will lift the state mask mandate and remaining coronavirus health orders June second. Um, per Mike Dewine said yes uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, he said his decision to lift the orders follows four weeks of declining coronavirus infections and hospitalizations mm-hmm. and the Food and Drug Administration authorization to use its uh, was the Pfizer 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 Pfizer. Uh, BioNTech vaccine in children ages 12 or older. In the next three weeks, DeWine said Ohioans will have ample opportunities to get vaccinated. The vaccine is here. It's stronger and better and med- medical experts is stronger than medical experts ever imagined. Now everyone can, can, can control their own health. Everyone is now in control of their own destiny. Um, so this is what this is crazy. Um so what's going to happen is everybody's going to run and get the vaccine, right? Instead of go, uh, trying to get the million dollars in the vaccine, buy stock in in the uh, vac- people who make the vaccine. I think I should do that anyway. Yeah, you should do that anyway. But buy stock in the in the people who makes the vaccine. 
That'll that'll get it won't get you a million dollars, but it'll get you a bag. It'll, it'll get you mm. some, yes. Make sure where they live where they live to spend it. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Or, it, why are they putting how long are they gonna, how long is it gonna take for them to get the uh, yeah. million dollars? That too. They've done this in other parts the of the country don't too. Work. They have. They get they some have. More money. They've given away things to get people to take the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Instead of giving one person a million dollars, why would to you get not vaccine, disperse that into another city? Why would? Why, why, yeah, or say, okay, uh, everybody gets a new car. Plan about, on people's people's but, instant need for instant gratification. How about they give me a million dollars right. to stay home and not come outside? <laughs> No, I had another story. Let me find it because that you want to know why that just sounds so crazy to me, and it all ties into this too. Huh. <clears throat> so they gonna give you, uh, you can win, a, get a chance to win a million dollars just from getting the COVID. But money bag Joe, Uncle Joe, has got um, upset. The president has demanded that anybody that is on unemployment and if they are offered a job, they must take it or they lose their benefits. Well, shit, they gave me I mean, mine. They... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting. Can I get what's old to me? But I'm just saying, ain't that crazy? A million dollars for if you just get a vaccine, but now it's like you got to take any job, even if you don't want to. Mm. How would you even know, for one? And two, how can you say we just got to take any job and we got to right. lose our benefits? Right. So I... you just get to, if you get the shot in one of a million dollars, I guess you don't have to worry about no unemployment. And the government one in a million people, on. though. That, that is just crazy. Okay. On Monday, uh, he announced that the administration will not allow unemployment people to turn down offers for a suitable job. He explains, we're going to make it clear that anyone who is collecting unemployment benefits and is offered a suitable job must take the job or lose suitable. their... Right. So or, what does that mean? That's yes. what I'm saying. The they that's must take like that or, lo- or lose their uh, benefits. However, he did stress that there will be a few uh, COVID-19 related expectations uh, that will not be forced to make them choose their safety or paycheck. So I'm still confused. Most of the companies that say you got to get vaccinated to work there, you know, that might be... So then they'll, they'll uh, make everybody get vaccinated in order to get in order to work. It's, it's trying to be forced on. This is crazy. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I'm gonna flip that PPP. But then y'all was saying that people can't attend the basketball games if they don't have a fully yeah, vaccination. Yeah. You can't buy tickets or nothing. They ask you for your vaccination papers. That's crazy. For uh, local, local, no, no, no. no. Uh, the, uh, NBA, NBA games, uh, NFL games. Gotcha. Yep. Man, that's that's crazy. Man, wow. how are you gonna force me to take something if I don't want to take it? I just Watch don't understand. Him. Watch. Him. I mean, that's crazy though. Yeah, man. The government. Y'all I mean, wasn't pushing oof, like this yeah. for the flu shot, right? And a lot of people still die from complications of the flu. Yeah, yeah. even when they get the flu more shot, more than and they die got- from uh, COVID. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So, right. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey. Well, in other news, let's <laughs> talk about that. R&B singer Tank is going deaf in his right ear. Mm. Yeah, I heard, I heard about that. I don't know if uh, anybody's heard about it. But no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah I heard about it yesterday. He revealed it yesterday. Um, uh, he uploaded a video and he announced that he's going deaf in one of his ears and suffering hearing loss in another ear. So We can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, am I going Get your hair in the yet. Speaking no, he posted a video on Instagram saying that um, he's going deaf in one ear and he's suffering hearing loss in another. So, um, listen, prayers out to him. Man. Wow. That's crazy. That's that going to make crazy. a major effect on his career. Yeah. You know, so. yeah you, can't, you can't hear, you can't sing. Right. He was a better producer than a singer, but he has a little, you know, mm-hmm. what he produced. He's probably about to get in the studio and just pop out so many songs yeah. like crazy. You're right. going to have to to yeah. get that money. Yeah. And keep it flowing. But then again, he can write too. So maybe he can write for people. Find a way to adjust. Yeah. That's crazy. He says, despite the scary prognosis, he remains optimistic and still hasn't given me a reason to give up. It's just uh, 
Makes me want to chase my goals to be great. So at least he's staying positive. Yeah. He gonna, yeah, he definitely gonna need it. Yeah. Imagine. So uh, that's what I got right there. That's sad. That is. I, I always uh, like Tank because he was a, he was a, uh, one of those artists who never used auto tune or anything like that. He, gave he was us a good pure, pure singer. And, yeah. And and, his, and the songs that he you know the songs that he that was hot that he dropped that, that was real almost took you to church. Yeah, and he was like uh he was a man's man when he when he sung. He didn't you know. He said church. Except for when he was, when he was talking. room church. No, no. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he sing gospel songs? Was, no, 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 no. That's, that's, like that's an expression. Like he, like, he, yeah, brought, he brought the emotion she out. Was like, she was like, that is and not I, what I was thinking <laughs> listening to take. Oh, I was he not thinking some, about Jesus. He brought some baby songs here, okay? I did not want to praise the Lord. all I'm hearing right now is, who gonna make sweet love? Hey, you had that little little run in there. No, I just saw how tight your face got. You need to get in the studio. Studio, I need to get in the studio. You seen I follow what? my. Okay. Ghost ride the whip around the corner. All right. I just saw an article about ghost kitchens. How you were talking about the chicken? Mm-hmm. So I had to open you up a ghost kitchen. Oh, so four one nine. What is that? What's a ghost chick- kitchen? Basically, they use a, a, a previous location, something that's already mm. established. And they'll oh. they'll sell their and you food know it's a rising grind cafe. I know. I, I inboxed them already about Did those you? collaborations. Yeah, yeah. And my chicken wings. We yeah. are working diligently. Yeah. Hey, creativity is is crazy. Yeah. People, I told you when you get in this red room, hey, it's beautiful. You know, a theme that's been coming up for me a lot lately is uh, how people think you it takes money to make money. And like how that's a falsity Like that's not true Like it don't take money To make mm-hmm. money Like you just need to be creative And, and yeah. come up with ideas And learn how to grow your idea And flex your idea And I'm bring other people you. into it So I think that whole Ghost idea kitchen is dope Like I don't have it a kitchen yeah. I don't have a location But let me go talk to this person In the kitchen mm-hmm. And put something together And every mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesday I can sell my food And yeah. you keep your expenses down So I just think it's dope yeah. The creativity Hold too on. So that is something Where you can flip And use let that me- to let me find out. Huh? You finding out right? We finding out right now. So you, you coming back next Thursday, okay? Thank you. <laughs> that's the goal. I wrote that down the other day. They and then when you got people that's not stingy with the idea, like you yeah. know what that do kind of makes sense. I can get on this. You can get on that. Because Mud City Barbecue started off as a, uh, like being in somebody else's kitchen. Gotcha. Yeah. And then eventually they got their own mm-hmm. building because they built up their clientele so much that they end up, you know, that's dope. Yeah. And then our kids can run it while we on the road. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. you can get, garner mm-hmm. enough attention and, like you said, garner a big enough audience or yep. following. Then you can go to somebody who already has money and be like, yo, look at my idea. And look at how I've it's been, been working. Man, I, 90 days. Hey. I mean, this is my revenue. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is my sales. Mm-hmm. This is my profit. And somebody will give you the money because it's a mutual interest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who, and that one thing I'm learning, like, especially with y'all, like with Jesse, Clyde, Shay, asking to come back when I first, when I met you the first time and I sent the message later that day, like, I'm, Grateful to meet you. Grateful for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that goes a long way. Man. That's why I'm here right now because yeah. I sent Man. the message. Right. I was like, you know what? Just come in on Monday. I'll be there, sir. Yes. <laughs> he was the here. Quick. Johnny on the spot. And I've been watching Queen of South, so she's been making some good moves. So I feel like I just I, started that uh, that series. Uh, and it's so days crazy. Ago. I tried getting into it years and years Queen and years ago. South? It only yeah. got good. At the end of season two, like literally, really? That's I, Netflix, I, the right? first literally. episode was it for me. Really, yeah. I, it was slow yeah, it was to good. me. Uh-uh. It was it's the slow. story. The story. I mean, itself. the first episode was good, but when yeah. Teresa started going through, I'm like, see, yeah, I'm, I'm only on episode two. So. Oh, okay, uh, see, all right, and I don't like to ruin it for nobody. And then they okay. made another one called Queen of Meth. Huh? Is it like that? 
Really? I believe it's Queen of Math. Is, is it, it like that? People? I think so. It's a female drug no, lord. Not she's like a biker chick. But it's the same type of feel, like a USA tech, or is it a reality? It's something like that would be like a reality. Is it on USA? Queen of South originally came yeah. on USA, but right. it's on Netflix. I think it's on now. Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. have to look that up. But I'm on season three now, and it's on, it's four seasons. Mm. So it's getting good. I, I'm I'm back disappointed. Oh wow! Because I can't. Yeah, I can't. It. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, we got to talk about it because it's like it go up and down. It go up and down. All right. Um, yeah, the last story I got is, is people are disappointed too. A lot of people are disappointed that uh, Tim Tebow is going back to the NFL and not Colin Kaepernick. A lot of people disappointed. Not Colin Kaepernick, not not uh, Des Bryant, not uh, Ocho Cinco, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, and he's and he's taking on a new position as tight a receiver, tight end. tight end, a tight end, tight end. That's 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 weird to me, because Des Bryant is probably one of the, was one of the best receivers when he played. So why wouldn't he have an opportunity to play as a receiver or even change positions like as a tight end? Well. Did he play for the Ravens last season? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. He got hurt, didn't he? He got hurt, yeah. Uh, Put is growing, because, probably because he hadn't played in, in a long time. He's yeah, a little darker shape. than Tebow, so. <laughs> well, now, is that their choice? Huh? Is it their choice to want to come back? It is their choice to want to come back, and they've been trying to come back. Adele oh, Bryant so been Ocho trying to come back and him been years. trying yeah. to come back? Yeah, but yeah. well, Ocho kind of gave up on the, on the idea now, but it's still, uh, even Colin Kaepernick been trying to come back. He could have came back as a receiver. How did they leave? Well, we know how Kaepernick. Right, whatever. I'm about to say how. But Des Bryant got cut, and uh, Ocho got cut. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I used to like him when they had a little reality show. I used yeah. to watch it. Mm-hmm. He had, but even, uh, he had an injury when, too, uh, didn't he? Who? Ocho. Ocho did not have it. Uh, he never had an injury. Evelyn so. Mendoza. Yeah, I know she yeah. had an injury. <laughs> that was it. That was she injury. had an injury. That was crazy. He had but her. But I thought oh. he went through an injury too while he was I, on that I mean, show. He may have. I thought he, did. he may I have. He I think his something. leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, who's the other? Uh, uh, when uh, Tara Owens was was yeah. trying to come back for a long time, he was still in shape. He's still in shape now, but yeah. he's in the Hall of Fame now, so he probably won't come back now. But they didn't like his arrogance. But he was a good player. Great player. But it's it's plenty of other players. You know, wide receivers are deep. Yeah. No matter what, yeah, they, all they, of them. Most of them are divas, except for maybe Jerry Rice. They still the show. He diva a little bit too. He was a diva a little bit. He, he put his feet out there and kicked him out when he was. He was a diva. He was a diva. Tebow is this nice guy who yeah, he could play a little bit, but he's not a superstar player. To be, he has Father God on his side. Well, Urban just got hired. What is as he? His, you know, he played for Urban Meyer out oh, of Florida. He did get uh, yeah, the so job in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. That's so why. So he probably made some connections. Yeah, it ain't what exactly you know, it's who you know. Who Sometimes you know. they say that too. Oh. It ain't how good you are. It's, and it's, it ain't how much money you got. It's yeah. probably who, who you know. Well, who he, was just playing, he was playing pro baseball before that. <laughs> yeah, before yeah, yeah, Tebow was. Yeah, yeah. Where was he playing at? He was playing like Triple A ball. Triple A, yeah. Try to do the Michael Jordan type thing. Why would people find stuff out there and be like, oh. Makes sense. That click. Or just like yeah. when they trying to, you know, Clyde, Clyde, who? Clyde, Clyde. Oh, yeah. Oh. You say it twice, like twice is supposed to make it any different. Like, like, oh, yeah. Clyde, Clyde. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's, that's it, <laughs> Still don't be numb. Don't warm it up. Yeah, don't keep trying to give us. Right, don't say it more than you got to say it twice. Right. And somebody going to watch. Watch when you say it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I do remember him. Lying. Lying. Oh, they, might, they might remember, but then sometimes they might just be like, oh, yeah. Right. That's funny. I'm cracking up. Clyde Clyde. Clyde Clyde. Clyde Clyde. Was the time uh, for break? Nope. Nope, not too <laughs> Okay. So, another. Uh, you got another topic, too? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Play someone in other news. We just time. Uh, the only other topic. No, it is. Got you is, said for real. It is. I'm just, uh, I'm say just that for tomorrow. 
Yeah. Because no. you've you been slacking this week. Get your nice blow tickets. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, you about to say so do we got something to see? Yep. Okay. Shout out see. to him. Shout out to our people, Clyde. How about? <laughs> we, shout out to our sponsors. Why, why, why he look back? Like I, was trying to, I was trying to catch Andre. See if he's I was ready. Shout out to our sponsors. Hot box. Hot box. Smart City ENT. Yep. Essential vibes. Uh huh. Lance Self, the people salesman. Yes, sir. Jane Rush Jenny. Uh huh. Miss Sasha Denise. Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> I was pointing. I don't like taking directions. <laughs> I'm my own boss. No, oh. I'm just kidding. Not in the sponsors. I'm kidding. We take it serious. I'm I do all the ad libs. He does Sasha, but if he's not saying Sasha, you do Sasha. I got you. All right. Yeah. Noted. Locked it in. <laughs> Greater New Song is Baptist Church. Amen. The Social Butterfly Miss hey, Diana Carter. Kendall Harvey. Yep. The Hype Organization. Hype Hype. And Miss King's Creations. Yes. And if you would like to be a sponsor at the Rise and Grind Morning Show, you get us up at Rise and, and Grind, grind. at the 419grind.com. And we'll go ahead and make you a sponsor. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get your next to blow tickets. Get your next to blow tickets. We up here. Got that fire like Paya. Hey. Hey. Be right back. <laughs> and like me and Shay always say, until, until next time. Another great show, man. Oh, that's right. Yes. Well, hold on, though. Like, where is Clyde? His ass always dipping off. Always dipping off. Like, Clyde! Clyde! Where the hell is you at? My brain's trying to figure out who's gonna be next to blow. Oh, that's right. Next no, to blow. it is coming, coming up. up. I can't wait to see who's gonna be next to blow. Man. Shay, what? You wanna know who's gonna be I next to blow? I wanna know. Toledo, do you want to know who's going to be next to blow? Who y'all think it's going to be? Well, make sure you are in the building. Kips Retro, Sunday, May 23rd, 7 to 11. Me, your girl, Leah Renee. It'll be your girl, Shay K, in the VIP section. Clyde Green and Jay will be in the building. So make sure you guys get your tickets. They are $10, $20 for VIP. And you can come hang out with us. We're going to have performances by Anitra Cherie, mm, Sasha uh-huh. Denise, Walter Ray, and many more. So make sure you guys get your tickets. Come hang with us. You don't want to miss it. Cause I hit on with the ooh Guess I'm a bad little mama, you heard Just stay in my lane, the first place Hot way, got me damaged in the worst way Can't complain cause I knew he was no good anyway How did you make it too hot on my new babe? Got me looking at every nigga like that experience going to a dealership I had bad credit and the salesman made me feel horrible. I don't ever want you to have that feeling nor that experience. The guess is why for the past nine years they called me the people salesman. Good credit or bad credit, it does not matter to me. No matter your situation, if there's a way to get what you want done, I promise you I will do everything I can to find it. So please be sure to stop and see me today at your people salesman.
Thomas Craigor. It's the vibe for me. It's your vibe for me. Do you see me out there vibing freely? I don't care. I'm a vibe anywhere. Take a drive or by foot. Together, the conflict is crucial. The diamonds is future. My cousin is shooter. Other one a scammer. Another one a booster. I like 'em dark, full of melanin. I'm a fix, she my medicine. Her ass shake like it's gelatin. The plug card, he 'bout to mail 'em in. Your man card, he 'bout to tell again. They got him preaching like the Reverend now. This local shit is irrelevant. If you're tired of church as usual, and you're looking for something invigorating, exciting with passion, then the Greater New Psalmist Baptist Church, 3251 Glendale, is the place for you. We are a people that's determined to occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. The only thing's missing is you. Meet us at 3251 Glendale Avenue as we continue to be relevant and occupy all streets. While cultivating cultural change. Hello, my name is Sean Mahone, Senior, Founder and Executive Director of Young Men and Women for Change Behavior Modification Bootcamp Program. If you are a parent experiencing issues or problems with your child, then give us a call today. Young Men and Women for Change, 567-277-5352. Productive leaders for tomorrow's future. To love yourself, no BS and BS, and then pride yourself of life lessons. Life lessons is confidence when you stand on it. 'Cause your mama gave you all the assets you was born with. Watch your skin glow when you tell her, tell her no, and watch your soul glow when you tell her man no. Recognize the difference; it is no coincidence. Before you step on the scene, don't forget to apply. Oh. Shake butter cream, keep up all the 
to the Rise and Grind Morning Show. We are being joined with our first guests, uh, David and Brenda from the Youth Empowerment Committee. And they have a, they want to give us a little background about what the Youth Empowerment Committee is and then they have an event they're going to talk about that I think you guys will want to be a part of. So uh, who's going to start? You or you? Ladies or, always first. Get me together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Total Brenda. silence over here. <laughs> right. You look at me like, you know she going first. David keeps his mouth shut and just looks at me across the table. When you go through your rundown, tell us where you're from, who you are, where'd you grow up a little bit, and what's your zodiac sign? That's my favorite oh, question. Okay, so I'm a Libra. Okay, I'm oh, balanced. You very got some Libra. Okay. I'm a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter Libra. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm Brenna Reynolds. I um, am co chair of the Youth Empowerment and Engagement Committee with David Bush on the Human Relations Commission for the city of Toledo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's a little bit of a mouthful, but I actually got it out yeah. without stopping. So there's my win for the day. But we work together with the Human Relations Commission 
to provide services for the city basically in kind of a community engagement way. Rather than government services, the Human Relations Commission is designed to really interact with the people of Toledo. And so I think we both think that we have kind of the best committee because we get to focus so much on the youth in Toledo and really bringing those services straight to youth. Instead of just talking about programs, we're trying to really implement them. So we have a lot of fun together. Um, I'm currently, my day job is a suicide prevention consultant at the Children's Resource Center in Bowling Green. Okay. So I do that during the day. And then I'm actually also running for Rossford City Council this year. Oh, congratulations. I have a little bit going on. Queen thing. (laughs) Before we go, because you said something, I recently read a story about a little, little boy in New York who killed himself from bullying and suicide. How are you playing that in the, uh, with your kids that you deal with now? So I think, I mean, a big part of what I bring to the Human Relations Commission specifically with my experience is just the understanding that mental health is just as important as physical health right. and that we do not talk about it enough. Mm. And it ties into violence. It ties into school performance, interaction with family, friends. I mean, it can take you to some pretty dark places. And I think that it's really a privilege to be able to bring that mindset and my experience in it to kind of Toledo youth because I get the chance to say, hey, we know that you're struggling and here's what we want to help you with. Mm. And I mean, specifically, though, I think that we really try to emphasize asking the youth what they need, because it's, I mean, I tell people I'm a 32 year old white girl from Ann Arbor. Mm. (laughs) Like, I can't tell a 15 year old black Toledo kid what to do, what they're going through. Exactly. (laughs) I don't understand that. You know, so I want to bring them to the table and say, I'm here to fight for you. What do you need? Hmm. And I think that's what David and I both try to do, especially on youth empowerment. I think that's real important, too, because just like we had the hype um, in here and they work with the youth as well, too. And they said one of the biggest disconnects they felt like, you know, when kids are acting out in school is because people are trying to tell them what to do instead Mm -hmm. of asking them what's the problem and what they need. So I think that is, you know, very important uh, for the kids to get something like that and you know, I think that, you know, thankful that you took on that type of responsibility right. because that is something that we didn't really talk about. Even I'm 31. So even growing up, it was just something that you kept on the hush. Whatever happens in this house stays in this house. Right. Like you don't have that type of outlet. Like so I am that. happy that you're raising your hand. Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Okay. <laughs> I just have a question for you, Brenda. Nice yeah. to meet you. I'm Andre. Nice, nice to meet you. Meet you. Would you say that when you interact with most of these kids, it's the first time that anyone has ever communicated with them in that way? Like it's the first time anyone's ever sat down and said, what's going on? How do you feel? What do you need? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, especially in some of the classes that I teach with, um, like, fourth graders with really young kids, they will come up to me after the program is done and say, hey, I talked to my counselor and now I have a therapy appointment. And, I mean, there is nothing more powerful than a kid coming up to you and saying, thank you for hearing me. I needed someone to do that and I couldn't get there myself. And it's all about building those bridges and just 
showing up and connecting to them. Um, and I mean, it's it's intense, but it's really rewarding. I can feel it on you. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I You're was welcome. curious. You know, we've been talking, Clyde and I have been talking about just right. communication a lot. So I was just curious because it is at the root of everything. Yeah. So I was for curious. For sure. Yeah. And one really interesting thing to look into is nonviolent communication. And I mean, that's just a big part of how we want to be raising our kids and watching the language that we use, but also how much we're really hearing kids. Mm. Um, and so, you know, in Toledo specifically, there are a lot of issues. There are babies killing babies, and mm. we need to be connecting with them in a different way. Mm. So what we have, what we're doing right now, clearly isn't working. And so we need to hear from them specifically, or their parents, um, you know, what they need. But What is one of the... Uh, um what is one of the biggest cries for help that you hear from these young people when you're talking to them? Oh, I mean, I think David would have a good answer for this because, I mean, the title of our committee is Empowerment and right. Engagement, and right. we try to do both. Mm -hmm. right. Now, what you seeing kids and hearing these type of stories that can be, you know, kind of touching and stuff like that, and it takes a lot out of you now, do, and you pour into them. Now, who's pouring into you? Do you go see a therapist yourself? We oh, actually, so, that's a great question, <laughs> and I love that I can brag about this, because um, the Children's Resource Center is actually certified in an organizational model called Sanctuary, okay. and so we have to do certain things and implement certain practices in Children's Resource Center so that we aren't burning out, so mm -hmm. that we are taking care of ourselves. Because when you work with kids who are suicidal right, or depressed or anxious, we there's a term for it. It's called vicarious trauma. Wow. And so you experience trauma and you get triggered mm. by certain kids. Yeah. And um, so we actually, we have kind of all these different things that we can do, but we have what's called a safety plan. And it's five different things that you know will help calm you down when you're dysregulated or triggered. And so you have these five things on, on the back of your ID badge. And so anytime you need it and you're freaking out, as I tend to do, turn that badge around and say, all right, I know these things work for me. I'm going to start with one and keep going until mm -hmm. I'm calmed down. Mm -hmm. And we all have to do that. And I think that should be required for every human. Right. But um, it's a really it's a really helpful way to implement kind of that self-care. I mean, self-care isn't just bubble baths. Right. It's also good coping skills. Mm -hmm. so. Sometimes you got to take yourself away for a few minutes. Like I said, one, two, three, four, I can't take no more. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. oh, that's a good one. I've never heard that. I like that yeah. one. Right. <laughs> for sure. For real. Like, you know. Yes. And so then we have you over here. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? And what's your Zodiac sign? Sure. I'll do all that. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, everybody. My name is David Bush, and I'm the Teen Librarian Associate for the Toledo Lucas County Public Library. Oh. I'm also co-chair of the Youth Empowerment Engagement Committee. Uh, we serve the city of Toledo. Uh, we want to be a mirror-like image for a lot of our youth. We want them to be successful in life. And as far as my Zodiac sign, um, I think it's the best. I'm a Leo. Uh-uh. I we heard y'all kind of toxic. Yeah, we're going to keep talking about right. the kids. <laughs> there's a good toxic and there's a bad toxic. Which one are you? You got to make 
I'm gonna be, take your word for it. Cause you up in our here. You know July one? August. August. <laughs> you still my dude though, because you help the kids. Yeah, you help the kids. <laughs> yes. So how did you two partner up? Like, how long have you guys worked together? How did you guys come together too? Good question. Uh, we've been working together about six, seven months, I something like so, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty new to the committee. Okay. But uh, what I wanted to do was just bring some energy. Uh, I wanted to be a mirror-like image to a lot of uh, black young males mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. As far as Clyde saying what the kids are really crying for is a mentor. Mm-hmm. They need a father figure. Yeah. So I want to be that mirror-like image for them to see somebody of color who's successful and you can do it correctly and, and still do what you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. So we want to add to and not subtract from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to do you know something so powerful, but what are the challenges you feel like are coming in between trying to stop you? Because you know anything great, the devil's going to try and come in and stop you. What are your biggest challenges you feel like in trying to help the community and these young men? Sure. Some of the biggest challenges is being able to get parents involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my specialty. I just don't work with the youth, but I work with families. I said, I, I need somebody to help encourage you mm-hmm. when I'm not around. So we want to be able to call them to the table and say, this is my expectation of you. I want you to be so high up on your toes that you can't reach the sky because that's my expectations for you. Mm-hmm. We want our kids to be great. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a motto. We don't do good. We do great. Good things happen every day, but great things don't. Don't you want to be great? Right. Mm. And young men and young ladies, they take that challenge upon them. It's personal. Yeah, it, it does become personal. Yes. Um, especially with the young men. Me and, me and a neighbor of mine was talking because we we're both in our kids' lives. But we were talking about how his son was saying that he gets slack from his friends because he has a father in his life. <sighs> like, you know, that, that's a scene where you... When you, you think you, you, you too good? good? No, not think you too good, but like, well, you got your dad, so it's different for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I got It's just me and my mom and stuff. So that is that is a, a serious issue for young black men. Right. Many of us know it. You know, I, I tell our youth, I come from the, ne- the land, I know that is. No lights, no heat, no water, no Tell-ing. gas, and unfortunately, no father. But it's not about your situation. It's about your destination. Right. So we want to make sure they get in the right lane. Encourage them and make sure that they're successful. Mm. And don't make that a crutch because some people can make it a crutch and, you know. Yeah. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. Yes. So what do you guys got coming up in the community? What you guys got planned? Ooh, yes. oh, we are so excited. <laughs> we got some exclusive. We love exclusives. Well, that's what we're here to share today. Uh, coming up this month, May 23rd, Sunday, May 23rd, 2 to 5 p.m., we'll be at Audible Park mm. in the Shelter House, and we're going to have a citywide summer uh, youth job fair event. Oh, wow. Wow, yes. that's major. So Congrats. we just don't want to talk about jobs. You want to be able to give a kid a job. There's wow. nothing more empowering than to see your name on a check. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. And yeah. money can fix a lot of things. Listen. So. <laughs> Ain't nothing like getting a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Yes. So, so what would be the age limits for, for, the t- for the kids to get jobs? I would think like 15, 16 15? and up. Okay. Although there are some organizations saying as young as 13, they'll okay. be able to get kids something to do and get okay. money in their pocket. Right. So we're going to have the Toledo Fire Department. We're going to have Huntington Bank. We're going to have a lot of different entities. Them job jobs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get them careers. <laughs> right. yeah. Good. We do great. Yes. And this is the first one you guys are putting on? Yes, yeah, it is. Wow, one. this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, we are really excited. I mean, it's not just jobs. It's a part of that empowerment, you know, it's financial literacy mm. lessons with Huntington. It's learning how to manage the money once right. that check gets yeah. put yeah. into your yes. account, you know, and then mental health resources. We're going to have a couple different places there. And it's just about 
a holistic look at kids. Wow. And I mean, we're asking everybody to volunteer, volunteer, give us your time. Kids are struggling with all the things that they're being asked to do right now and having a job that pays you back is really huge for them that is major right yeah and i'm glad you guys putting something like that together because these youth need something like that that give them some something to look forward to to get off the streets yeah yeah um work is a good way to make good use of your time yeah a lot of these kids they don't have nothing to occupy their time and I feel like, too, we really did miss those type of subjects in school. So I feel like if they do start bringing those, like you said, financial literacy in there, health and uh, mental stuff, if we had those type of classes, I feel like the graduation rate would go up, too. You know what I mean? Agreed. Dropouts we have yes. because they ain't trying to be sitting there in yes. pre-calculus. They feel like, I'm not going to need this. You know what right. I mean? And, and certain things, if they don't want to do that as a career, they don't need that. But we need our mental. Mm-hmm. We need our physical health. We need to know how to control Financial money. Health. We need to know the importance. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the importance of how much credit was. My, right. They was always taught, you get a credit card, that's bad. So here, I'm like, I don't right. want to get a credit mm-hmm. card. Let me just save my money. Credit the devil. Yeah. Really it's crazy. Like, we need to really break not just the generational curses of how our broken families are, but just how we think mentally, period, and how we cope and learn certain things, um, period, about what we're doing that are really important in life. You need to know about how to financially, you know, take care of your money or get into stocks and stuff like that. Like, that stuff just sounds foreign to even adults. So we can get our kids learning that right now so we can break that. That's amazing. And kudos to you guys for doing stuff like that. We just need more of that togetherness. Well, we're going to put it out there. Uh, like I said, we want to be the eyes and ears for our community. Uh, the mayor is doing some great things. But as far as with this this summer job uh, fair, we also want to teach those hard skills and those soft skills. Mm. You know, showing up on time. You have to be present. Yeah. Um, dressing correctly. Uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So all on time is being things. late. Yeah. Yes. Be early. Yeah. I've always been big on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're actually also going to have labor and union representation as well so that they can expose some kids to apprenticeships, right, trades, right. that kind of thing. Because school is not for everybody, mm-hmm. and that's okay. We just want kids to be empowered to be the best version of themselves. Yes. Whatever that is, that's okay. But we want to provide the resources for those kids to tap into. Now, how do the, how do the kids find out about you? Through their school or... Yeah, so we are fortunate enough to be able to connect with a lot of different community members because of just the wide reach that we have in HRC of all the amazing people who are doing work in the city. We're able to almost immediately go to another partner and say, hey, this is what we're doing. What does partnership look like? How do you want to support us? How can we support you? And it is truly a team effort. I mean, David and I are here speaking for the rest of the committee, but I think they deserve shout outs. Give it to them. It's thankful Thursday. Who y'all got? We've got Carla Bauckham, who is our superstar these days. We've got Calvin Harris, who is... Is just a ray of sunshine. Shout out, brother. Hey. We have our Quantranon Burks, our Q, oh, who hey. is just the light of the, <laughs> the committee. We've got Danny Stinson, and man, she keeps us in order. <laughs> <She does. laughs> Thank God. And we 
actually have some youth members. We have Anthony, Lydia, and Dontrell right now. So that's a big part is that we have youth on our committee right. to bring us, you know, we More got youth, a bunch huh? of like 30, 40, and 50-year-olds and up people talking young. about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> We're talking about Facebook and they're like, y'all. <laughs> that's not how you reach the kids. That's how you yeah. reach our parents. You got to be relatable. Oh, my right? gosh. We've also got Don Burks. We've got Nikki Sustorf. And, man, we just have such an awesome team. And so it's pretty amazing to be able to tap into all of these incredible people. And in order to be great, you need a team. Beyonce oh, and Beyonce yeah. on her own. You know, everybody got to have somebody to help them stay on their toes or you got the creativity. You got to have appoint jobs to people that are really good to bring the vision Absolutely. together. You can't right. do it by right. yourself. Right. right. Now, when is, when is the library going to be back? Uh, fully running for the kids that so they can go to the library on the daily. As far as the library is concerned, we do have a summer read program. Right. We'll be doing a few outside programs also to get kids right. involved. And hopefully as the numbers continue to go down, we'll be able to open up fully. Right. Um, at Main Branch Library, so many different things. So many do. things to do down there. Makerspace, man, t-shirts, yeah. hats, yeah. Uh, recording, podcasting. Right. Uh, photography. They even uh, got the. Where well, you just gonna go down there and play the video game? Man, I, that's where you come see me at. I'm a yeah. teen librarian, okay. so <laughs> in that area, you, uh, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, so many different things to encourage our youth and keep them busy. Wow, wow that's great. That's right. great. Um, so what we want to do is we want to uh, give you guys a chance to let the people know they can find you on social media, and uh, once again remind them about the event you got. Facebook. Facebook is the place to be right now. So that's where a lot of updated information is going to be coming from. Uh But we'll actually have announcements from city leadership as well. So they'll be kind of putting it out there um, over the next few days, few weeks. Um, until May 23rd at is it 2 p.m. Too, is it too late for any um, employers that want to come? No, not at all. We, we are still taking all kinds of yes. amazing people okay. for tabling. So, okay. How would they reach you for that? Just Facebook or do you have an email? Um, you know, that's a good question. We have. We also have an Instagram account. Okay. HRC does. Okay. So feel free to reach out, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, give the city of Toledo a call. Okay. We'll get directly back to you. Uh, you city can website. We've got a website on, yes. on the city page. So it's just the Human Relations Commission. Human mm-hmm. Relations. Um, and HRC. all of our information is on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toledo HRC? Toledo HRC on okay. Instagram. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. There we go. And we do have a TikTok. We don't use Uh-oh. it. Oh. We've got one. <laughs> Yeah, so what time is it again? You said it is from two to five two to five okay. at the Liz Pearson shelter at Ottawa Park on okay. May twenty third. Come on, come all. Come get you a job, folks. Young people, put some money in your pocket, come learn what's going on in the city of Toledo and we're gonna make it happen. Yes. Yeah. So this is amazing. May twenty third, it's a lot going on in the city. Yes, it is. So, uh, well, yeah, we thank you guys for coming by today. Thanks for having thank us. You. Yes, this was and, great. And we thank you guys for having the Youth Empowerment Community. We want to take that on y'all's shoulders. Yes. It's a big responsibility. Like you say, sometimes you got to step back in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And anytime you guys got anything coming going on, you guys are family here. Make sure you always come in. You can call in and just let us know anything you got going on. Always come back if you guys have something else going on. Definitely. You guys are family. So yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having us. No problem. Appreciate thank you for coming in. Wanna, um, Go ahead and send a shout out to our sponsors, Hot Box. Hot Box. Mud City ENT. Yep. Essential Vibe. Uh-huh. Mr. Land Self, the people salesman himself. Yes, sir. Jay Rush Jenny. Yes. Sasha Denise. Sasha. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Get into Psalms Baptist Church. Amen. The Social Butterfly, Miss hey, Carter. Miss Carter. Kendall Harvey Sears. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know Kendall? Oh, okay. hey. 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 Kendall, we he got your people. He's our guy. Oh, that's what he did. Okay. Thanks, Kendall. Set up a committee. We love him. Hey. Yes, that's out. For all y'all who wonder what Mr. Harvey do, he do plenty of things. Yes. And we have the Hype Organization. Hype, Hype. And we have Miss. Yes. Marlena. Yeah, that's our girl. That's our girl. That's working together. Yes. And Miss Kenya and her creations. And if you'd like to be a sponsor at the Rising Man Morning Show, you can hit us up at Rise and Grind. At the419grind.com. And we'll talk to you about being a sponsor. Once you guys to stay tuned, we got yes. a representation from the Ohio Innocence Project coming up. And we're going to let you guys know what you can do to help Crown Wayne Brady fight for their freedom. Hey. We'll be right back. <laughs> and like me and Shay always say, until, until next time. <laughs> Another great show, man. Yeah, that's right. Yes. But hold on, though. Like, where is Clyde? His ass always dipping in Always dipping off. What? Like, Clyde! Clyde, where the hell is you at? <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to Oh, Clyde. Yo, yo. What are you doing in here? Oh, I'm here rocking my brain, trying to figure out who's going to be next to blow. Oh, that's oh, right. No, it's coming up. I can't wait to see who's going to be next to blow. Man. Shay, what? You want to know who's going to be next to blow? I want to know. Toledo, Damn. do you want to know who's going to be next to blow? Well, y'all think it's going to be? We'll make sure you are in the building. Kips Retro, Sunday, May 23rd, 7 to 11. Me, your girl, Leah Renee. It'll be your girl, Shay K, in the VIP section. Clyde Green and Jay will be in the building. So make sure you guys get your tickets. They are $10, $20 for VIP, and you can come hang out with us. We're going to have performances by Anitra Cherie, mm, Sasha good. Denise, Walter Ray, and many more. So make sure you guys get your tickets. Come hang with us. You don't want to miss it. experience going to a dealership I had bad credit and the salesman made me feel horrible. I don't ever want you to have that feeling nor that experience. The guess is why for the past nine years they called me the people salesman. Good credit or bad credit, it does not matter to me. No matter your situation, if there's a way to get what you want done, I promise you I will do everything I can to find it. So please be sure to stop and see me today at your people salesman. Okay.
problem with us guys Ohio wanna rise Yeah, look Name a better duo Ain't no niggas you know I came from the heavens Hawk the car on Pluto The Audemars Hublot Pockets fat as sumo Women on me, you know They wanna do the you know I'm not the number two I'm the numero uno When me and fire together The conflict is crucial The diamonds is fuchsia My cousin is shooter Other one a scammer Another one a booster I like them dark Full of melanin I'm a fix She my medicine Her ass shake Like it's gelatin The plug card He bout the melamin Your man card He bout to tell again They got him preaching Like the reverend now This local shit Is irrelevant if you're tired of church as usual and you're looking for something invigorating, exciting with passion, then the Greater New Psalmist Baptist Church, 3251 Glendale, is the place for you. We are a people that's determined to occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. The only thing's missing is you. Meet us at 3251 Glendale Avenue as we continue to be relevant and occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. Hello, my name is Sean Mahone Sr., Founder and Executive Director of Young Men and Women for Change Behavior Modification Bootcamp Program. If you are a parent experiencing issues or problems with your child, then give us a call today. Young Men and Women for Change, 567-277-5352. Productive leaders for tomorrow's future.
You are now listening to the Rise and Grind Morning Show, presented by 419 The Grind. All right, all right. Welcome back. We Welcome are back. back. We have um, everything Everything good? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Get me together. All right. We have, um, from the, all the way from the state of Oregon, we have Judge Deborah Fleck. And from WTOL 11, we have investigative reporter Brian Duggar on, on the Zoom line here. We're going to... Uh, get into this Carl and Wayne Brady case and um, see what's going on and, and, and get a little history about what's going on and we're going to be able to tell you guys what you guys are going to be able to do to help uh, fight for these guys to get a new trial. Yes, we thank you guys for tuning in with us this morning. How are you? How you doing, Brian and uh, Judge Fleck? How you doing today? Boris, good morning. Doing just fine. Good morning. Uh, glad you guys taking time out of your day to uh, join us with this, uh, even giving us the opportunity to be a part of it. Um, before we do get into it, we want to uh, offer our condolences to the family of Maurice Purify, and we do hope that the case does get solved in, in the proper way. Um, but what we have here from the evidence that we've all reviewed and the countless hours that Brian Duggar has put in with this case and even the research that Judge Fleck has uh, did with the case, we all are in agreement that a new trial should be warranted. Am I correct? You're very correct. <laughs> oh. Well, okay, so uh, let's get into it with Judge Fleck. Uh, tell us about your background in the in the law field. First, uh, uh, Mr. Green, let me thank you for giving me and uh, Brian Duggar of WTOL a chance to discuss this case. I'm really pleased to have the chance uh, to speak to members of the Toledo community about what I think is a travesty of justice and that's the Lucas County murder convictions of Wayne Brady and Carl Willis over 20 years ago. I am a retired Superior Court judge from King County, Washington, having served over 21 years on that bench where I presided over several murder trials. I served in all the departments in our court um, and was chief judge of the Unified Family Court and of our a uh, very large regional justice center. I served as president of the Superior Court Judges Association, uh, working extensively with the legislature for over a dozen years on issues such as race and justice and criminal justice reform. And I also served as, uh, on the, as a co-chair of, of the Board for Judicial Administration, which is the judicial policymaking body in Washington State with our state's chief justice so uh that's my background i i don't like to toot my own horn but i really care about this case and wanted to just give you a bit of background uh mr green that's great and we appreciate that so i guess uh i, I got some questions here and, and, and this one is going to pertain to all of us but i'll let you and brian go first and um what, what, is, what is your connection to carl and wayne carl willis and wayne brady in this case brian why don't you start okay um yeah you know my connection basically i would gotten a letter from the ohio innocence project and it's not uncommon as an investigative journalist to get letters from people saying that hey i've got this client who's innocent um so you know you i get that letter and i'm obviously a little skeptical at first but i i did do a little due diligence and went through and got the court transcript and read the entire transcript and it was pretty obvious to me that there were issues with this case um right away and you know it kind of built out from that initial court transcript to then getting the police file 
and then arranging interviews with uh, Carl Willis and uh, you know Wayne and ultimately Travis Slaughter and, and everybody involved in this case. So it all kind of started with the interviews with Wayne and Carl. And in my mind, they were very, they, they told the same stories. Um, they were very sincere. They, they were very believable. I mean, Carl was very passionate that he had nothing to do with this. I mean, Wayne is a much quieter guy but it was equally easy to believe what he was telling me. So, you know, so it kind of just took off from there, you know, from those two interviews. And, it, you know, I just, like I said, I spent hundreds of hours on the case and um, I thought there were some obvious issues. So for me, um, I, I imagine it's per, perhaps considered pretty odd that somebody all the way across the country in Washington state would be interested in this Ohio case, but I have a strong personal interest for two reasons. First, Wayne Brady is my daughter-in-law's second cousin. Uh, that's a really strong pull for me. Right. And second, I always felt really fortunate that, to my knowledge, in not one case that I presided over was there ever an issue raised of wrongful identification or wrongful conviction. So this this case really speaks to me for those reasons. Okay. Okay. And for me, I, I attended elementary school um, with Carl and Wayne. They, they were my childhood friends. Um, they came over to my house and played. Um, I, w- I went over to their house and played. We played in the neighborhood. So it's, and, you know, I have friends that, that are friends with them as well. So it's really, it's really personal to the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, to the, really to the south side. You know, we all know. So it's just, it's just a personal case. So, um, Ryan Doug, I want you to kind of give us a background of, of what happened in the case. Yeah, so the story was that, you know, well, I mean, this is actual the facts. I mean, Maurice Purify was walking home early in the morning of uh, uh, June 15th. He'd been over his, I guess you could call him a girlfriend, as much as she could have been at the age of 13. Um, but he was walking home from that house. And at some point, it was about an hour, or it was about a, a mile between his girlfriend's house and, and his house. And somewhere in between during kind of an, an alley area, um, he was confronted by somebody. Uh, he was shot once in the chest, four times in the in the head. Um, a somebody that was driving home from work early the next morning um, in, encountered the body lying in the middle of the road. Um, they initially believed that he possibly could have been struck by a car. Um, when police got there, they ended up moving the body, and they could see that he had bullet holes in the back of his head. Um, so, you know, from that point, I mean, that's where the um, investigation jumped off. There wasn't any obvious uh, DNA. The pockets were turned out. The shoes were taken off. Um, it, it clearly looked like somebody was looking for, for money or drugs or something. Um, but there wasn't any obvious DNA. You know, I think they found the, the casings, but um, there weren't any witnesses. Um so that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Okay, okay. And um, what, what can you tell us about Travis Slaughter and his involvement in the case? Yeah, so at some point during this this story, a, a call was made to Crime Stoppers, and it was from a woman. And the woman was identified as Shondrea Rayford. Now, Shondrea Rayford later told me that she did not make this call. 
that her personal friend Rachel made this call. But the the caller said that Travis Slaughter had um, admitted to killing Maurice Purify, and she just thought the police should know. So so at that point, the police ended up bringing in um, Travis. They interviewed him for six hours, and, I, and I've watched the entire six hours several times. And, you know, for about five and a half hours, he um, repeatedly denied that he had nothing to do with with this. But shortly before the murder, I mean, uh, Travis was a close friend of Wayne and Carl, but shortly before the murder, they had had a falling out. Travis was stealing clothes from Carl. All three of them told me the same story. They were steal- stealing clothes. They had a falling out. You know, Wayne and Carl said, look, man, we can't we can't hang anymore. You're stealing our stuff. You know, we're cool, but we're just not going to be friends anymore. And at that point, he, he said he hated them and he wanted to get back at them. And at some point, he told me that he actually went over to Carl's house, confronted him, tried to pull him into an alley to talk and Carl said, no man, if you want to talk to me and talk to me right here. And what Travis told me is that he had a gun and he was going to lure Carl into the alley and kill him. Um, but you know, when he ended up talking to the police for six hours, uh, he kept saying he had nothing to do with it, but then finally he broke and he said, if I just give them what they want, maybe they'd let me go home. This was how naive he was. But he said, if I'm, but if they want something, I'm taking Wayne and Carl with me. He said mm-hmm. it was pure vengeance. It had nothing to do with it, he told me later. But this was his way of getting back at them for disrespecting him. So, Right. Even in the interview that you and him had, I, I did see the interview with you and Travis Slaughter. He even admitted, admitted to that and admitted that they had nothing to do with this murder. Am I correct? That's right. I mean, in, in fact, he told me that he had nothing to do with it. I mean, his story was that, look, yeah, I told Shandrea Rayford that I I killed this kid, but I wanted Shandrea Rayford to think that I was gangster mm. and that she should be afraid of me and that there's no way she could ever leave this dude because mm. he would mess me up. Um, so he said he was trying to intimidate her and that really he never even had anything to do with it that he knew maurice from the neighborhood he'd see him playing basketball but he didn't and he even told a story like when maurice was a much younger kid like you know playing in the fire hydrants together like they unleashed a fire hydrant but he said i didn't really know the kid he was just a good sweet kid that would be around the neighborhood i certainly didn't have any motive to kill him right um so now this question is for miss fleek how do false uh, confessions occur Well, um, I I think that's uh, an issue that many of us uh, really question. How how could they possibly occur? Um, I watched a podcast by Vault Studios, which was hosted by Eric Flack, who's the chief investigative reporter at WUSA 9 in Washington, D.C., and it was focused on the interrogation of Travis Slaughter. The podcast is called Anything You Say, and the episode is called Just the Truth. And in that podcast, the University of Colorado professor 
Professor Woody reviews the ways that false confessions can occur, and that's what we're talking about here with Travis Slaughter. And that professor identifies three categories of factors um, that can lead to false confessions. The first is vulnerability, the second is investigatory bias, and the third are actual tactics. So in terms of vulnerability, uh, he identifies traits such as uh, someone being a juvenile or having a low IQ. And he also identifies the state that someone might be in, such as being fatigued or stressed or being under the influence or being hungry or thirsty or uh, uh, suffering from withdrawal. In terms of investigatory bias, um, investigators can become invested in a certain suspect and fail to consider other leads or other avenues. They close, they put their blinders on and just focus on things, oh, that supports my theory, that supports my theory. It's sometimes called confirmation bias. And then there's actual tactics, uh, such as false evidence ploys. And uh, it seems, uh, and I think Brian can talk about this more because he's the one who's watched those interrogation tapes as he mentioned uh, several times. And I think he can refer to a psychologist who also reviewed them to see that uh, there was really coercion that was at play with, uh, with Travis Slaughter. So that's just a, uh, a quick review, but you can, uh, your, your audience can find out about uh, how this works by Googling anything you say and be able to find, to listen themselves. You know, and just to follow up on what Judge Fleck was saying, you know, Travis, what he said, look, I had drank a, a bottle of liquor. I, I, he told me what it was, but I forget what it was. The night before, I was extremely hungover. I was very tired. I'd been up all night kind of partying. I was sitting on my couch, you know, eating like Fruit Loops or something in the morning. And, you know, they busted in the door and all these guys come in like the SWAT team and they take them. And then they go down there. And he said, look, I was exhausted. I was there six hours. I didn't have nothing to eat. I was hung over. I was just super tired. And they kept telling me, you know, at, at one point they'd be really mean to you, you know, in an interrogation and, and say, hey, we know so, so-and-so already said that you were involved. But at other moments, they'd be really uh, sweet and compassionate and, and saying if, Hey man, you're just a you're just a young kid. We know you're not the brightest guy. I mean, I think they actually told him that, and maybe you didn't know what was going on. But if you just let us help you, we will get you out of this. So just tell us, just tell us what we we know that you're having nightmares, and I, it it could even be the devil inside you, kind hmm. of trying to trying to get out, and we just know you want to do this. So they used a lot of different techniques with him and the psychologist. Um, did actually look at that after the fact, um, I think before Wayne and Carl's trial, and he did determine that they were coerced. And and I took it to a different um, interrogation expert, you know, during the course of this investigation, he reviewed all the tapes, and he said it was clear to him that they used coercion and that Travis was not telling the truth, that he was telling them what he thought they wanted to hear. And you hear that all the time, people saying, well, I'm just giving them what they want to hear and they will then help me. That's not the case, obviously. 
And in those tapes, uh, someone has counted, I think Ohio Innocence Project has counted up that Travis denied any knowledge, any information, 25 different times throughout that interrogation. And then when he said anything, it was information that was available in the newspapers or that was being fed to him, that sort of thing. So while I haven't reviewed those interrogation tapes, I've been familiar with this through my work. And it is just um, shocking to me that we are, these two men have been incarcerated for over 22 years for something they steadfastly have said they did not have any part of. And now Travis Slaughter has come forward saying, not only did they not have anything to do with it, I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, so it, it's just a travesty of justice to me what has happened to Wayne and Carl, uh, who are now 40 or over 40 after spending 22 years um, in prison. Um, Judge Fleck, this is Andre. Um, I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you both for taking the time and energy to uh, work on this case because it's I'm shaking right now just learning more about it, and um, it really hits home. But um, we're, we're, we're curious. Um, what do you think went wrong that uh, ended up with them being convicted? Like, what do, you, what do you think went wrong, in your opinion, and how, how do we end up here? Well, thanks for that question. Um, as uh, Brian Duggar has mentioned, there is no evidence that connects Wayne and Carl to the murder of Maurice Purify, and I do appreciate um, Clyde, you mentioning uh, how your condolences go out to Maurice Purify's family. And the only thing that connects um, them is the testimony of Travis Slaughter, who is a person that prosecutors say in a hearing on, on this case in 2017 that he's a liar, a person who has told so many different stories, he can't keep them straight. So here we are. In addition, on the advice of their attorneys, neither Wayne nor Carl testified. No, and that's not unusual, but no other witnesses were called by the defense. Uh, despite this, them having alibis, uh, the jury never heard their alibis. That could have been put on by people who could support the alibis. Wow. The, alibis. Wow. And the report, um, was watching a report that um, Mr. Duggar did, and he spoke to a gentleman that was the foreman of the jury, and he had saw um, Wayne and Carl, or uh, just saw their testimonies for the first time, yeah. the story, them telling their stories, and he's like, had we known this, like, had we seen this, you know, it would have definitely changed, because he said that they were totally divided when they went into deliberation. Absolutely. He said that they deliberated for three times as long as the trial was. Right. He was wow. like, in hindsight, he's like, that right there is very telling, and we wish, I wish that, you know, I would have heard these gentlemen's stories. And Carl even stated that he wanted to testify. He had witnesses that wanted to testify on his behalf. His sister. Yep. What? And they didn't let them, wow. This he, he was advised not to because it was there was no evidence. He said that his lawyer told him, there's no evidence, you know, they can't get you, they can't, you know. They can't get you. Uh, I thought they had a winning case. For what? You. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, you know, if I could just jump in here, I mean, that interview with the jury foreman really was 
I mean, fascinating. And even at this point, he still reached out to me uh, several times over the past uh, several months just saying, hey, is there anything else I can do? Because he was really blown away when I showed him all that I had uncovered, showed him the interviews. And he said, look, the thing we used against them were a couple of things. We used the fact that they did not testify. Um, we figured if these guys were innocent, they would be screaming from the top mm. of the mountains that we had nothing to do with this. Um, but again, they were told not to testify. That's, they wanted to. That's crazy. And, and you know, Travis Slaughter, I mean, it, look, the state cut a deal with him. I mean, he had an underage rape case that mm. they, they linked into this case and said, hey, we'll give you, we'll put that in with this case. We'll give you 18 years. You'll be out. Um you know, if you if you just tell us what we want, but something else the jury looked at, um, Shandrea Rayford had gotten on the stand, and she was the one that supposedly called in the Crime Stoppers, and she was supposedly supposed to say that um, she overheard a, a conversation between Wayne and Carl, and and Travis, and that she believes that they're all involved. But she later told me that she did not hear this conversation. They wanted her to say this, and she just stopped on the stand. She just she just looked at him. She just stopped. And the jury foreman told me that, well, we believe she was terrified of these guys because she was looking at them, and she didn't want to say anything because they were going to come after her. And mm. she said, that's ridiculous. I wasn't scared of them. I didn't want to lie. They wanted me to lie on the stand, and I didn't know nothing about this. And I'm just a little kid. I'm 18 years old. You know, I'm really a naive kid, and I, I just didn't want to tell a lie. Wow. There's a couple of other things that I wanted to mention, too. Um, uh, when she had taken the stand and then refused to testify, then, of course, uh, the normal thing for the judge to do and that the judge did do is specifically instruct the jury not to consider that testimony. She got on the stand, said her name and a few other background uh, pieces of information, but that that testimony was stricken and her presence was stricken essentially. And uh, they were instructed not to consider that, but as Brian said, they did consider it. And then also um, they considered the fact that they didn't testify in their own defense or mounted defense and that all over the country, there's an instruction uh, that you cannot consider that because it's the state's burden to prove that somebody is guilty, not a person's obligation to prove that they're innocent. And finally, the, the second thing I did want to mention um, as I jump back in here is that there was a shockingly low amount of defense funding for this aggravated murder trial. The court records show that Mr. Braddy's attorney billed less than $3,000 and had only nine hours devoted to investigation. And as Brian has said, the trial was, I think, only 10 hours long and the jury deliberated for 26 hours. And they reported at one point that they were deadlocked and there were no black members on this jury. Um, and to me, that all speaks mm. volumes about mm. unequal unequal justice. I think Brian has some information about the improvements in funding for these kind of cases, perhaps following your your investigative reporting, Brian. Yeah, I was actually going to add one other thing. You know, the foreman said when they went back into the deliberation to deliberate, I mean, the two things they mentioned right away was, 
Can you believe that woman, you know, Shandrea stopped? I mean, clearly she was scared of them. And can you believe these guys didn't testify? So, I mean, right away, these were things they were talking about when they weren't supposed to be talking about them. Um, But something I did not know going into this investigation that is in Ohio, each county has what what is called an appointed council cap. Um, So when you're appointed council, each county has to set a... um, an amount of money that you can spend on individual cases. So in Lucas County's case for aggravated murder, they are only allowed to bill $4,000. Now they can, they can petition the judge to um, for excessive, if they bill over that, they can petition the judge and often he will grant that. But what I found looking at the records is that often attorneys would go right up to that amount of time you know, like $75 an hour up to $4,000, and then they stopped doing their work. And I found this over and over. And as Judge Fleck said, I mean, the they're only like $2,800 for Wayne's defense. And so Lucas County is $4,000 for aggravated murder. But if you go down to Allen County, it was $16,000. So it depends on where you get charged in the state of Ohio, the amount of money that can be spent on your defense. So, so after this, you know, I did a separate investigation on this, and several, so several counties, um, including Lucas County, have actually amended their appointed council caps um, somewhat. Safe to say, would it? I mean, not wow. safe to say, but I guess would you say that these guys basically fell through the cracks, so to speak? I mean, they had people around them who didn't really care one way or the other what happened to them. I mean, I think it's very safe to say that um, defendants who are, you know, inner inner city kids don't have a lot of money. I mean, they're not playing on a level playing field um, as opposed to somebody that can come in there with a lot of money Mm -hmm. and hire a big time attorney. I mean, people are always looking at them. This all white jury looking at these two inner city kids who looked mean. I mean, that was described to me. They looked mean that they could have done something like this. Wow. So they were not playing on the same a level playing field when that trial started. I don't know about you, Brian, but when I looked at Carl, he looked more scared than me. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified. And, yeah. You know, I've talked to Carl and Wayne many times. I mean, they often call me and, um, you know, I you know, just to see kind of what's going on in the case, if I've heard anything and, um, Carl, I mean, he, it, it's really hard to picture him doing what the jury said that he did. I mean, he's a, both those, I mean, they come across as very sweet. I mean, you know, who knows what's inside of people, what they're capable of. But my impression with dealing with both of them is that they do seem to have good hearts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like, like it was said many times about Carl, he was, in school, he was very funny and mischievous, and you know we had, we joked around a lot. But I, I could never see him just taking somebody's life like that. And um, this is a justice system that we taught to believe in and put faith in, but it's clearly it's clearly contaminated. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like now what? Like yeah. you know? So so where are we now with the case? Now what? Like what can we do? I just don't understand. Twenty two years and it's we just talking about it and everything just sounds wrong. Like how? Do they not just be like, we need another trial and set them free? Like, I just don't understand. How did they 
right. stay in there for 22 years. Well, hopefully this like, is what, putting some pressure. What do we do? Like, what can we do? What can us and the viewers and listeners and stuff do now? Well, we want to talk to you about that, but I'd like to mention a couple of things in response to Clyde's uh, question about where are we now on the case, and I'd like to also make a couple of comments on where we are as a nation. Um, as we've been speaking, the Ohio Innocence Project has a motion before the judge asking to bring a motion for a new trial, um, and we haven't had the answer yet from the judge on that. But more broadly, I think we've reached a pivot point in our country uh, where there's finally, in my view, much broader recognition among white people uh, of the devastating toll that systemic racism has taken on blacks and other people of color that they have endured, uh, especially in the justice system. And of course, uh, black people and other people of color understand that, live it every day. But to me, the, the pivot point has been much more conversation amongst white people and there are a lot of white people in power and so on. So that, that has an impact, I think, on cases like this. Your Ohio Chief Justice, uh, Maureen O'Connor, said in her July 3rd, 2020 public letter following the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and this is a quote, the law still provides a path to justice as imperfect as it may be, hmm. and work by prosecutors to recognize past errors through conviction integrity units, along with other organizations like the Ohio Innocence Project, and of course that's what we're talking about here, and the Equal Justice Initiative are helping to balance the scales of justice and point to past wrongs that demand justice today, end quote. And so I think that's just where we are today with this case. Um, and let me just also mention that some prosecutors around the country have established these conviction integrity units that she spoke about. And although Lucas County doesn't have one yet, um, I did notice on the Cuyahoga County Conviction Integrity Unit website that that prosecutor, Michael O'Malley states, no ethical prosecutor wants an innocent person to be wrongfully convicted. And while the trial and the appellate process contain important safeguards for those accused of a crime, we recognize that the criminal justice system is a human institution and therefore not perfect. And that's uh, that ends that, that quote. Other Supreme Courts and other uh, chief justices have also spoken on this issue. For example, in Washington, uh, my state, uh, our entire Supreme Court bench wrote, uh, signed on to a letter. And uh, a key point they made was uh, that we continue to see racialized policing and the overrepresentation of black Americans in every stage of our criminal and juvenile justice system. She, they also said the legal community must recognize that we all bear responsibility for this ongoing injustice and that we are capable of <clears throat> taking steps to address it. And this is the part that really touches my heart. Uh, they said, if only we have the courage and the will. And that, that ends that quote. So uh, there, the system is, it, it, 
the systemic uh, racial bias in the system is just pretty overwhelming, and it's something that we all need to start paying attention to and working on cases such as this to see that real justice is done finally and belatedly, but finally done. You know, I mean, something we asked at uh, WTUL that we wanted viewers to do, I, you know, we had put out, a, we created an email where people could email us and we we're going to send those all over to the prosecutor. Because I think the best thing, if you really do feel that injustice was done with this case, you know, I mean, let the prosecutor know. I mean, she's got a, a, a email you can send. Um, the motion's been before Judge Cook since uh, November. No action's been taken. Mm. Um, so, you know, if, if we want action, I mean, I mean, the best thing people can do is just have their voices be heard. You know, reach out to these officials and say, hey, there's something wrong with this case. What's going on? We just, you know, if, if you believe they should get a new trial, then, you know, say that. And I think they will they are likely to respond to public pressure and and you know that other big push that we had made as judge fleck said was about conviction integrity you know lucas county they have a horrible record as far as reviewing cases and overturning any uh wrongdoings and you know wayne county up in detroit they have at this point more than a dozen people have been freed because of wrongful convictions. So I think conviction integrity is something that's growing in popularity around the country. And, and, and I have pushed for it in Lucas County. And I think people should make that voice heard. Why can't we have conviction integrity? So someone else can look at these cases with a fresh set of eyes and make sure that justice has been done because that's the ultimate goal in these cases. We want justice, justice for Maurice, but also justice for Wayne and Carl. We want to make sure the right people are convicted. Right. And, 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 and Clyde, in, in, um, there's this National Registry of Exonerations, and as of yesterday, 2,783 people have been exonerated in the last, uh, since 1989. Um, and 30 of those exonerations occurred over the past 17 years with the help of the Ohio Innocence Project. So I do think it's fair to say that there are many more defendants who are serving long or lifetime sentences for crimes they didn't commit because as Mr. O'Malley, the Cuyahoga prosecutor states, the criminal justice system is a human institution and therefore is not perfect. So uh, Brian has um, mentioned contacting uh, the prosecutor, uh, Ms. Bates, to ask her office to reevaluate the case. Another thing people can do is write to the newspapers about the case and about hearing about it on this podcast. And they can ask uh, that justice be done for Carl and Wayne. A third thing is to share this podcast and the guilty without proof uh, videos that uh, Brian Duggar has posted on YouTube with your social media uh, contacts and spread awareness uh, of Wayne and Carl's wrongful conviction. I think um, if you ask your, your viewers to use their social media to spread the word, we could really have an exponential impact with thousands of people taking action, this podcast could do a tremendous amount of people just use their social media. And fourth, 
uh, it, it would be important to contact the Ohio Innocence Project if anyone has in, any information about what actually happened to this child, Maurice Purify. It's never too late to bring a guilty person to justice in a murder case. And so uh, it's, not, it's not only about Wayne and Carl, it's also about real justice for, for Maurice. Uh, a child who was gunned down and um, I think Brian has had other leads that he has brought to the attention of police and prosecutors and so on that uh, could give an avenue but but your your listeners could go to your website and get these links and email addresses and so on I would I'd, I'd like to just mention that there's an old saying um, uh, when people think I, I wonder if there's anything I can do to make a difference and that saying goes like this I am only one but I am one I can't do everything but I can do something so I would really encourage your your listeners to go to your website and find these links and email addresses because each of us can do something and it might well make all the difference in the world for Carl and Wayne's case um, and for their freedom. Uh, I just would really urge your listeners and hope that um, they do go to your website and, and get these links and email addresses so they can make contact. There's something else that will be added, I think, to your website, just a short paragraph about this case that they can use um, in, in contacting Ms. Bates and contacting the newspapers and so on that might be helpful to them. Now, uh, I, I did have one more question concerning um, the situation because watching Brad Duggar's report, um, about this report, he was saying that uh, one of the prosecutors wouldn't wouldn't want to retry the case because they didn't have any new evidence or any new um, witnesses to kind of put on the stand, which would cause them to have a blemish on their record. Is that is that part of it too? The prosecution doesn't want to take that mark on their record, but but uh, have somebody's lives in jeopardy because of a, a blemish or or wrongful accusation. Well, I mean, I, I hate to think that might be a possibility, but I mean, certainly prosecutors often, um, you know, I mean, they want to protect their record. I mean, I, I would hope that they're ultimately seeking um, justice. But I did ask the uh, lead prosecutor in this case, uh, Andy Laster, and I said, you know, if you had to take this case back to trial, you wouldn't be able to try it because you have no witnesses. <laughs> and he said, yeah, that's true. Um you know, we could always put what Travis said before back on there. But at this point, you know, after I talked to him there, you know, I, I later got Travis on camera and right. he told me something much different. So even if you don't believe Travis, what you what he told me, you can look at Travis, who's told many different stories and, and see that he's not a credible witness. Right. Um, and so, I mean, they certainly if they had to take this back to trial, they don't have any witnesses that I can think of, and they certainly don't have any evidence tying them to the case. So it'd be very difficult for them to do that. Let me just mention one other thing uh, too, Clyde, that um, prosecutors as attorneys have a special duty under ethical rules to see that justice is done. And um, they have a, a duty uh, under a model code 
of, uh, of ethics to investigate further when there is uh, when there is something brought to their attention uh, that that a conviction may be erroneous and in this case even though it's over 20 years since the conviction um, the new evidence and that's what's required is to come up with new evidence to seek a new trial at this late date the new evidence is these interrogation tapes which uh, brian has already talked about how uh, coercive the interrogation was how 25 times he travis slaughter denied and so on and then the newest evidence also is a declaration that Travis Slaughter signed in December of two, December 6th of 2019, in which he, the new evidence is not only were Wayne and Carl not involved, but he himself wasn't there. He didn't know anything about this. And so that constitutes sufficient new evidence in my view to, to allow a new trial at this point in time. And there are many ways you know, they could also simply just reach an agreement that he has served, they have served 22 years. Maurice, who's, who testified he shot, I, I believe, Brian, that's correct, that he, he testified that he shot Maurice. He only served a total of 16 years for both murder and rape. And in all likelihood, I would say he entered that plea bargain in order to save himself from what Carl and Wayne are suffering from, a life sentence in prison for something they have steadfastly said they did not do. And it is, you know, it's heart thumping to just imagine yourself for a minute locked up in a prison day after day for something you didn't do under the circumstances of this case. It just is compelling to me that justice needs to be done for Carl and Wayne. And I'm very hopeful that with your broadcast, Clyde um, and others, you'll be able to uh, encourage your listeners to take action. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, here real quick. I, I, I was looking for this email, but an email that we had created that people could reach out to us is demandchange at WTOL.com. So demandchange at WTOL.com. Um, people can just email us and say, hey, I want this looked at. What do we have to do? I mean, just give me their thoughts, and we can compile all these and send them to the appropriate people. Absolutely. Demand change. D-E-M-A-N-D-C-H-A-N-G-E at WTOL.com. And then also we want to share right. Uh, right. Jay Bates at co.lucas.oh.us so that uh, hopefully our viewers can help um, get bring more attention and awareness to this. And we are just so grateful to be able to speak with you guys today and, and hear from you. Um, and, and, I'm sending my email out now. And like the, like the judge said, um, <laughs> like, like just uh, Flex said, and we spoke prior about this as well, it's like white people are getting tired of being accused of being racist too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and they're taking a stand. That's uh, the program that she was talking about uh, where they intervene and they're getting all these cases overturned because they're they getting tired of being accused of racist too. Well, right is right and wrong is wrong. So. And uh, this, Brian, Brian and uh, Judge Flex, we actually... Hello. We actually have Carl Willis on the line. Carl, Bubba, what's up, baby? Hello, 
No, this wine. Oh, that's wine. That's wine. I'm sorry. We got wine on the line. What up, hey, wine? wine? What's up, y'all? What you got to say? Go ahead and talk to the people. This is your time to get it off your chest. Man, I just want to thank everybody, man, for their love and support, man. I appreciate the positivity, the good vibes and everything. And, you know, we're trying to get us back where we need to be, man, where we belong from the jump. We're you trying know, to get you home. It's unfortunate that we had to, it's unfortunate that we had to go through this from a get go, but you know, I can only gain strength from this man, and I ain't looking back, man. My my focus is on the future, it's on forward, I'm trying to go farther in life and, and do better things. You know, absolutely. Um, do you have a do you have an email or any any kind of contact where they can they can get you uh, and send you letters of support or anything? JPay, JPay. What's what's that? So we can pin that in the comments for for the people. This call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored. Mm. They gotta put the JPay app on their phone and then add me. They gotta put uh, they add one of us or both of us. They put our. emails and pictures and videograms and stuff like that there. Okay, so they, just, they, they add the JPEG app and they just, do they just type in uh, Wayne Brady or, or Carl Willis? You find you? You was breaking yeah, up. And, I, and then, I, then, I, then they put in our prison number, which mine is 390-056 and his is 390-057. Okay. Okay, we're gonna get that information up in the comments and on our website so people can reach out to you and support you guys as well. Cause uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to fight for you guys and get you guys a new trial, man, as much as we can. Man, man, we appreciate it, man. I'm just, I'm just the only thing that I can say I'm sorry about, man, is and even one of our OGs here, so they can't they can't see this day come. But right. I'm pretty sure wherever they at, man, they still. They still can feel it, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm going to just be the first one to tell you. It's good to hear your voice after 20 years and, you know, us coming up together. I ain't heard your voice in a long time, so this wow. is just a good thing today. And to hear your spirits yeah, are man. up and positive. Because I don't, I don't know if I could do it, uh, Wayne. I don't know if I could be in there and be cool like you being right now. Just For 22 honest. years. Wow. Yeah, man, listen, man. You know, we, we went through a lot of things coming up in the environment we came up from in the community we was in. So, you know, that already structured us and, and gave us the foundation to be able to, to endure whatever, you know. Yeah. But all the love and the support from everybody else out there is what, what make me even stronger. I know you got a, love, a lot of love and support coming from the 419 grind. Yes. Man, the 419 grind, man, that's, that's what's up, man. Y'all, hey, I got mad respect for y'all, man. I salute y'all to the fullest, man. Y'all doing a lot of things for the community, man. Not just me, but for everybody. And that's what we need, you know? Yeah. Man, we just man, praying for you, man. It's, it's coming up in the world, man. We, <laughs> I'm tired, man. We, we came a long way. We praying for you, man. We trying to get y'all home and free. Brian Duggar, do you have any uh, thing you want to say to uh, Wayne? To Wayne? Um, yeah, like I said, I talk to Wayne every once in a while, but I think Wayne, I mean, tell people what it's like 
you you told me you're innocent. I mean, just reinforce the fact that you know you're innocent and what it's like being in prison for something you did not do. To tell you the best way I can describe it, it's like a dream I can't wake up from. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it feel like it feel like something like like I thought about it one day and I just I just dissected and broke it down to myself in my mind and I thought like it was like if I was in the shallow end of a pool and and I'm like I'm drowning. But I could just stand up and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and, and walk out or, or get air, but something got me paralyzed, you know what I mean? I can't do something so simple. Wow. You know what I mean? So I just in here, man, I just stay stuck like inside the bubble, man. I stay like in the matrix, man. But at the same time, you can't get too far from your own world and your own thoughts either and let it take you away from reality. You know what I mean? You got to have a balance, man. So... I just try to keep it balanced, man, and stay positive, man, and not really become one with this world that I'm in, you know? I'm not a part of this place. I'm just here. Wow, wow. Yeah, you know, to Maurice's family, and I think that's an an important message, too. I mean, um, look, I mean, you've told me that you believe that you didn't do it, but obviously you want justice done in this case. Right, you know, I, I feel for their family because I understand. And at, at one point in time, you know what I'm saying, I had different feelings. It, it kind of upset me because I was disappointed that they were so hurt that they just wanted to blame somebody. But I understand, you know, coming from where I've been, I come from the same community as them. I lost many people. And, you know, like the young, the youngest these days, you know, they, they, they get angry and they want to take that out on somebody. But as a grown man now, you know what I'm saying? I'm 42. I'm mature, man. I I think about it like this. I understand their pain, you know, because I lost people, too, since I've been in here. And that that stuff hurt every day. I think about them, and I can't get them back, you know what I mean? And it's going to hit me worse once I'm free. And the the, the reality is really set in that I can't hug my mama or my grandmother or my Mm. auntie. You know what I mean? Stuff Mm. like that. And, hey, Wayne, one last thing. Have you forgiven Travis Slaughter at this point? Yeah, let me say one more thing. Like, it was his mother's day. This call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored. Yeah, man, see, this is the thing, right? At times, I was weak, man, and, and I had a lot of focus and, and anger and rage. You know what I'm saying? I really did, but he was used, man. Young people misuse him, you know what I'm saying, to get to me. I don't I don't necessarily look at him as the the full source of that now, as I've been gaining more information about it all. And I to be honest with you, like I feel for him because I can't imagine what he's going through. All the things that he wrote me and he told me that has affected his life, I haven't experienced all that. So, you know what I mean? And I look at it like this, how I was bred and I was raised and I was taught. You know, I embrace him as my brother. So even even if we don't get along these days, you get what I'm saying? The thing is, he's going to always be in my heart like that. It hurts mm. so much because I still love him. Man. I'm never going to hate nobody. That's not in me. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and I haven't talked to him in a long time since me and him wrote each other letters way back in the 2000s. And 
I just hope that he's doing all right. He's doing well out there, and you know that he's keeping his mind together because I can only imagine how much you know that Hunter's mind. Just, just this situation with us not being able to be free, and then his his other issues that you know I ain't gonna tell all his business, but I let him do that. You know, he told me some things that you know he he dealing with a lot, man. Right, right. Definitely. I wouldn't wish that on nobody. You know what I'm saying? That ain't that ain't how I'm doing. Well, I salute you for your strength because I definitely couldn't have been the one to be able to be sitting in there for 22 years or, you know, holding that much love because that's hurtful, painful. I just couldn't imagine that. So I definitely salute you for your strength. Uh, stay strong and your day is coming because it ain't going to last forever for sure. Well, I, I appreciate it, but the thing is, you know what I mean, like, it's crazy because when I first came to jail, I would go to sleep, and I used to be in the bed with my lady, right, and she used to kick her foot to go to sleep, and I used to couldn't stand it, and then once I got in jail... This call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored. Once I was in the cell, I was so used to sleeping next to her, I had to start doing it to make myself go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I would wrap my arms around my own self because I was so used to being in the bed with my arms around her. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would go to sleep and I'd wake up and it would be quiet. And I remember that before I, you know what I'm saying, closed my eyes that I was in jail. But I'd be hoping that it was a dream and I'd be, you know what I'm saying, telling myself, like, man, it's, it's, I'm gonna wake up at home. It's, it's just, it's not real. You know what I mean? And I, I keep waking up in here, but this place don't have my heart or my spirit, man. I'm still out there with y'all. I never left. That's what's up. Mm. That's what's up, man. Do you this is, Wayne, this is uh, Deborah Fleck uh, speaking to you for just a minute. Um, I agree with the comments that everyone at the 419 Grind have made about. Uh, your attitude, it's its truly remarkable. And I think it's important uh, that goes along with that for people to understand that uh, two years after your conviction, uh, Travis Slaughter did write a recanting affidavit. And he also wrote letters to you and Carl uh, asking for forgiveness Um, And he also stated to a different inmate uh, that a medical diagnosis he had received was God's punishment for lying about the two of you. Um, So it's particularly kind of you to recognize the, the, how terrible he feels. He has expressed that. And then again, in this most recent uh, affidavit he signed in December of 2019, um, I just want to commend you and tell you how impressed I am, Wayne, with your attitude and uh, your sense of forgiveness uh, for what Travis did to you and to Carl in his uh, in his anger and at such a young age, which he regrets now according to um, all of these statements that he has made over the years i know i i think uh brian he, um, when you talk to him hasn't he indicated to you that he would really want to testify he would like to testify again um truthfully this time i think that's an important factor 
Yeah, I mean, he's actually reached out to me several times and said, how do we get back into the court? I want to get back in the court. I want to tell my story. See, see, listen to what my thing is, and I appreciate y'all comments. I thank y'all, you know what I mean? And my thing is, I don't want to villainize somebody who was, you know what I'm saying, mistreated and taken advantage of. You know what I mean? I knew him personally, and he, he, he had some issues there where he was already vulnerable for people to, to do it wrong, and that's why he had some issues already. When I met him, I embraced him, you know what I mean? I saw that he was in a bad position, and, you know, I wanted to help him out. But the thing is, like, when I wrote him, I just asked him, like, man, if I'm going to be in jail, man, I just I just would like to have some type of clue why I'm here. Like, why did you do this? You know what I mean? And then he explained to me, and I can't say I understand it to the fullest, but my comprehension level is, is pretty high, so I kind of understand, you know what I mean? Even, even though I don't agree with it, but this man was young. He, he served his time. And that's what the judicial system is supposed to be about, you know, rehabilitating people. And if this man saying he changed, who am I to say any different? I'm going, you know what I'm saying, respect that and, and, and honor that if he, if, he, if that's true and, that, and if that's facts. You know what I mean? Because I want to better myself. So I can't point the finger at nobody else and try to down or degrade them. You know what I mean? And I want to be an inspiration to everybody else because this been happening before Carl Willis and Wayne Brady, and it's going to continue happening. You have one minute remaining. It's going to continue happening, and what we need to do is come together as a people, as humanity, to, to, to correct that. Absolutely. Well, send your love, send your love out to your people, man, for your call here, man. Send all the love out to your people for your call here. Let them know what's up. So, yeah, um, one last thing, too. Thank you, thank you um, everybody, man. Clyde, yeah, um, uh, my understanding is that Travis pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter and testified against Wayne and Carl in a plea bargain. Right. And he was released from prison in 2016, Here's presumably. He took that plea bargain to avoid what has been this devastating loss of freedom that Wayne and Carl have suffered for the last 22 years while serving out their sentences. And as a former judge, conviction of the wrong person has always been for me the most troubling potential consequence of serious felonies with lifelong sentences, especially in cases with multiple defendants like this, where one person for whatever reason, um, comes forward with something as in this case that uh, appears so clearly to not be true and convicted these two men who were barely teenagers, still late teenagers or early, maybe 20. And now all these years later, here we are with all those good years of their lives lost uh, in prison. It's just a travesty. Like I said before, it could, it could have been any. It could have been any one of us, you know. It could have been any one of us. So um, we got we got about three minutes uh, here left, Judge and uh, Brian. Is there anything else you want to uh, say before we get ready to close this interview? I, 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 I once again, I do appreciate us giving you time and your effort today. I, I really do appreciate that a whole lot. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think just the best thing that I can just leave with people is that, um, you know, just make your voices heard. I mean, you, you can make a difference. I mean, we see that throughout history. I mean, it, it starts with, you know, a handful of people and turns into a, uh, a movement. I mean, so make your voices heard. You know, even if it's not about Wayne and Carl, I think it is important that in Lucas County that we do have some type of conviction integrity unit. Mm -hmm. So make that that known. I mean, that is a goal of mine. I think we need that. Well, we here at the 419 Drive here to help you. I would just echo what Brian has said and would urge your listeners and viewers uh, to focus themselves on Wayne and Carl, um, 22 years. It's just um, beyond comprehension, really, when you, as you said, Clay, when you try to put yourself in, it could happen to any of us, especially uh, people of color. It happens, uh, as you know, having lived it, uh, having lived this bias and, and uh, in systemic racism in the system, um, criminal justice system as well as all other areas of education and jobs and and so on they're just so i'd I'd just like to urge people to focus on wayne and carl in 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 their uh any any steps they are willing to take in following up on this thanks so much for having uh, me and and I'm sure Brian appreciates this opportunity as well. He's got a he's got a big microphone and a <laughs> and a big video on the television station. But with social media and podcasts, there's a whole another avenue out mm-hmm. there for. Uh, and I want to thank you for having us uh, today. Absolutely, I, I echo that. And social media is certainly a strong platform for anybody those voices can be heard. Yep, yep, yep. So, I, I, once again, I thank you guys. I bid you a good day. Um, people, there's all kind of uh, sources in the comments. Uh, Wayne and Carl's uh, information is in there. Uh, Judge Bates' email is in there, so you guys can reach out to these people and spread the word. I will have more petitions and more paperwork coming that we can get signatures for and get sent off because we're going to flood these offices. I mean, you know, nobody can say who's innocent or who's guilty, but in this situation, I do believe my friends deserve a yeah. new trial. And we'll, we'll uh, put all the information into the uh, into the count into the on the website uh, from this episode. So all the JPay information, any information that you can uh, email uh, WTOL uh, that the, the demand email and uh, to uh, email uh, the prosecutor Julia uh, Julia Bates. Yeah. So that, all that will be on the four one nine grind dot com. We'll uh, put that information on today. If anybody wants to get with us and uh, help bring awareness to this, just hit us up. Info at the 419 Grind. Let's put our heads together and come up with some things. We do have some other events that we are planning to uh, to bring awareness to this. So just stay tuned and stay with us because we're going we're gonna to bring awareness to this situation. You can get fully up to speed, man. Go to Facebook right now, WTOL11's Facebook. You can watch all three episodes mm-hmm. that Mr. Duggar put together. It's a, not only a great story, but it's a well um, a, a well put together um, production. Actually, it's four because he has four. he has a one on one with Travis Slaughter, a one on one with Carl Willis, and a one on one with Wayne Brady. And then he has a whole nutshell of the yeah. case. So it's, it's definitely something that you want to watch, and, and you you will get you will value your own opinion on the situation definitely. when you watch it. Absolutely.
Right, you gonna be on the island? Okay. Uh, it's touching. I know it's just emotional. I mean, yeah. you know, so much, so many and times we go son. through this. I just can't imagine. Right? Can you imagine your son sitting there for something he ain't do? I mean, it's, it's hard in our community. It's hard. It's hard. Take some time. Twenty years, man, a lifetime. But I, I mean, it is. It's hard. But at the same time, getting to hear, um, getting to hear Wayne yeah, on the phone—that was, that was yeah. powerful. Like just as lesson in empathy, man. Yeah. I can imagine being locked in a cage for twenty-two years and being yeah, able to have that kind of spirit. Yeah. yeah, it's a lesson in empathy, man. You could tell that he is a thoughtful man. Yeah. Like he is obviously had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to learn, and he has taking this situation and trying to make the most of it it's inspiring because it just makes me think like what excuses do I have exactly. to have all this freedom to teach y'all to be grateful and, and to just appreciate air appreciate being Absolutely. able to walk out the door without nobody telling you come back Anything. very grateful man very grateful to be here very grateful to be with this team and we definitely yeah, can use this, our platform to increase awareness this was a great opportunity for for everybody uh, involved uh, us here in the studio uh, Judge Fleck uh, uh, Brian Duggar and uh, to speak to uh, to Wayne uh, Braddy uh, while he's in there and to uh, talk about his experience. I think that was a great opportunity for the, the listeners um, to... That's uh, the part that messed me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was calling me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I didn't either. So uh, that, that was a great surprise and a great... Uh, I, I, it was just wonderful hearing him, his voice because um, we played uh, in the church league yeah. together at 13 years old. Yeah, I mean, so, we, we um, grew up together. Yeah, right. so he hard fouled him before. He hard fouled you. He right. had you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you went to the hole and he hacked yeah. you. We got right. good memories. Right. Yeah. Right. And I want to give a shout out to Angela uh, Landau. I think I don't know if I'm Landa. pronouncing it. Huh? Landa. Angela Landau from the Ohio Innocence Project for helping bring us together as well. And helping us. Uh, she's still helping with us, dealing with us to bring more awareness to the situation. So, like I said, y'all will be hearing more about this until we get on the track to bring Wayne and Carl home. Mm-hmm. Shay? I'm not going to be able to go in my Thank affirmation you. voice, but. This is, this is good enough. Authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> if today is making you doubt your strength, Remind yourself of all the things you have overcame along the way. Today, instead of fearing what's ahead of you, let your heart be guided by faith. Remember, what you are facing today is simply a test of your resilience, of how barely, bravely you can carry on despite things not going your way. The universe. I'm with y'all, man. I'm, I'm with y'all, Wayne and Carl. You know, I, I, I won't try to have a new trial. We're definitely going to do our part to get the get the word out. You know, you introduced me to this, and I was getting up to speed. I'm like, wow, like, right. 
I thought one plus one equals two, and they just changed the whole math in this case. And and these gentlemen have and lost not one twenty judge plus years of life. Say, let me take this on. This is just crazy. Like this only, is only judge fighting from was states away. States That's states crazy. Away. It makes Man. me so mad. It makes me so sad. Like I said, I have a son, so I just can't even imagine. Look how many people's lives we have lost over countless yeah. innocence, and we just watch it. Like, when is it gonna stop? Right now, we're working on it right now, we're having these conversations. Worth, effort worth to uh, make it stop, Shane. You know? This is the beginning. We're on the journey. Yeah. yeah. One day at a time. Thank you, thank you, thank you to you yeah. for bringing this up, man, and, and showing that you care about your people, share about you, care about your community, Thanks man. Thanks for supporting me with it, man. Absolutely, when I told you about it, you guys, I'll re- research and go, 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 yeah. Straight up. Come and that's up. what they need. They need that positive support. They know, ain't no negative. Like, nobody knows what really happened. But the evidence is surely showing that they wasn't there. Yeah. And they deserve a new trial. Right. If, if anything else, they deserve a new trial. That's everything crazy. Was like, that's what we fight for. And everything is, has been based off of the, the word of a gentleman who's changed his word. Yeah. Back and forth, over and over. And, it's and, just, and, and we'll even sense. admit to changing his yeah, word. And, and even asking to get oh, in the like, judge and, say, and get back in court and stuff. It's just crazy. Right. <laughs> And uh, I get all the thanks in the hearts. You guys are welcome. And like I said, anything that we can do, it's not just me here, Leslie. It's the four one nine grinds of hell. We fighting for this. You know what I'm saying? So anything we can do, any anything, any information you have, you want to help us, hit us up four one nine five four three five six six. Info at the four one nine grind Y'all know how to get with us. We can make this happen. We can show that we can come together and do something. And it can be a positive blemish on our culture instead of a negative one. So let's make it happen. Uh, so you gonna blow some kisses Or we just gonna let them go today No we're gonna let them go today But we good... need kisses and hugs need... so. I'll give y'all kisses I don't normally be kissing But <laughs> Y'all have a good day Y'all tune in tomorrow Thank Friday's you. gonna be a great Friday Fantastic Friday Fun Friday We got a lot of giveaways That we didn't get to do this week That we're gonna be doing tomorrow So tune in You don't wanna miss it And until next time Another kiss Mwah yes. Free Wayne and Carl baby Yes